Metallica, here they come, the kings of metal. Guys, I'm right here, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Welcome to Mill Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. And I'm Paul Moak. Paul Moak. Yeah. Paul Moak is back, ladies and gentlemen. We're so excited. And not only that, we are back at HQ3, which is even more amazing. And we are, uh, so we're going to be doing some kind of commentary part three, watching the bonus disc. I haven't even seen this stuff. I've seen a couple of them. Paul? I've I've seen them many times on the back of a tour bus. Uh, I'm so excited to watch you, Clint, right. watching the bonus. We're going to do an Inception-like podcast where there's a separate podcast that's just really just about watching me watch this. There's a camera feed just on Clint. And we are drinking blackened whiskey. We Thanks are. to Paul Moat for providing. I just want to do a cheers real quick to the Batch two 95. of you. Cheers, Batch 95. And to the Metal Brew Podcast community. It's so good to see you guys. This is a load era batch. Oh. Just want to make sure everyone knows we're social distanced in the studio. We are. Yeah, we normally like to sit just like like a Russian doll. We like to just sit three in each other's lap. Exactly. Yeah. But we are sitting in different chairs. What are we? Five, six feet apart. I'm probably now. about a good twelve feet from Clint right now. Maybe fourteen. Right. It's going to be hard to gaze longingly into your eyes during we, this. We measured it out with the tape measure. I, I, of course you did. This is the smokestack. So can I tell them why I'm here? Well, it's your studio, first of all. Well, yeah. well, a long time ago, a man and a woman loved each other yeah. very much. <laughs> so I think this Some Kind of Commentary Part 2 episode might be the best episode that y'all have ever played. I didn't out. know that. Yeah, I told Ethan that, and that's why he was. we were working on something. We, I, I mean, we work on so many things. I can't keep. <laughs> you, track you guys anymore. were probably doing a session without me. Yeah. I think we were writing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that sounds about. right. I was helping Ethan write. You're helping he's been Ethan stuck. write. Oh man, right. I love writing with Paul. It's so much fun. He was stuck, so he he reached out to me. Okay. Yeah. Tail so, old as time. I was like, you know, I don't know many writers in town. Let me hit up Paul. <laughs> what is it about that episode you liked? I honestly don't remember it. Uh, y'all's humor. Hmm. And just everything from how fast the the humor is to y'all bouncing off of each other to the like little uh, post-production inserts that you do. Cool. It was like flawless. And then obviously watching one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go home right after this and draw a nice bath, light, yeah. I don't know, 50 to 100 candles and listen to my own podcast. I will also say, uh, after I, I, I got to confess, I got off the ride for a minute when all this when the world started burning. Yeah, understandable. And got yep. way too into, you know, listening to other podcasts to try to figure out where we're all going in this. Mm-hmm. Came to my sanity, dipped back in to the sauce, as you say. Mm-hmm. And so today I was listening to the Presidio sessions. Oh. And y'all did a really nice, sweet tribute on my birthday. Oh, yeah. We me. tried to call you. Yeah. yeah. We tried to call know. you. 
I mean, I know it's your birthday and you're probably busy. I think you're on vacation actually, right? Yeah, I actually, I think I was in the car. <laughs> oh, so easier. You probably have Bluetooth. You could have answered pretty yeah, easily yeah. and we could have talked to the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just heard that today. So thank you so much for the... Well, you're welcome. Oh, you're Very welcome. Happy birthday, words. Paul. Thanks. And we're not the only two knuckleheads in the Metal Up Your Podcast world that care about you. Lots of people out there care about you, dude. They very Yay. much do. I think there are even people in the in the email corner today who mentioned you. So let's say this. So there might be people who've never heard us before. Uh, if you haven't, we're an All Metallica podcast. Ethan and I normally do this by ourselves, but Paul is not only a guest, he's our third host. He's just not here as mm-hmm. often as Ethan and I are. 100%. <laughs> so we are here at the lovely Smokestack HQ3. We've got, I wish you guys could see this. We're in the main tracking room. Big, beautiful room, and we have this big projector up on the screen where we're going to watch this together. We've got our blackened whiskey, and we're going to have a good time. Great time. But we're going to knock out this housekeeping first. Luckily, there's not that much to talk about, so we can get into it quick. The first thing that's big is that SNM2 has finally started to ship. It's showing up. I got my box set today. You got it right there. It looks gorgeous. Just for for good vibes. Amazing. And uh, I didn't get the super mega ultra deluxe where you get like signed sheet music. Right. I think you actually get uh, Edwin's Tears too. You do get a small vial of Edwin's Tears <laughs> yeah. and Michael Tilson Thomas's blood. Mm-hmm. You can wear you can wear them Billy Bob Thornton style in a vial around your neck, or you can just keep them in the refrigerator. Right. It's really up to you what you do with them. I'm told. What's yours now? Well, I'll be taking it in the tub with me later. I know that. <laughs> I just hope I don't spill it. Is there somebody that could come by your house while you're taking said bath and? Wave a palm leaf at you for a slight, <laughs> slight little breeze. Maybe feed some grapes too. What if the what Michael Tilson tear, Thomas's tears in the little vial that comes in the box set that I'm holding with me now? What if it's some sort of magic potion? Mm. I was gonna say, is it like the the? It's like a bath bomb or something. The holy water that you can buy at late night TV at like two a.m. They yeah. send it to you and they they say we can only release the power of this holy water right. if you send in $25. <laughs> right. It's like the Rod Parsley prayer cloth, yeah. right? And um, you're laying in the tub, and then I have it just sitting there. I don't have any intention of it getting in the tub, but I sort of fall asleep, and it falls in. Next thing you know, it's fog and smoke, and then Michael Tilson Thomas appears. Right. And, uh, Conducts we, your tub. And we, and we <laughs> eat Cheetos and listen to SNM2 all night. Well, what he do, what you do is you listen to SNM2 all night, and he actually brings his baton, even though I don't think he used one in the, in the, the concert. But he conducts while you're listening to it. Is it called a baton? A baton, yeah. Mm. Or a conductor's staff? It's a a conductor's baton. It's called a baton? Yes. Survey said... (laughs) Paul doesn't look convinced. Paul, do you disagree? Oh, Paul's (laughs) looking it up. Paul's going to fact check for us. All right. I mean, I would call Michael Tilson Thomas, but I left my phone in the other room. Phone being wrong, fellas. Just type in conductor's B, and I guarantee it'll say baton. Or conductor's, like Paul's nodding conductor's already. butthole. Love it it. Is, a it is called a, a baton. Okay. Face. Ethan, you were right. Face. Face. <laughs> so when, when in SNM2, when they did the, the handoff, mm-hmm. did one conductor yeah, like reach behind him? It was like a relay race. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think we talked to Edwin about that, because I, I, I may have pointed out that he didn't use one. Yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, it's not like a requirement as a conductor to use a baton, but he, cho- he, he you know, he's so animated when he, when he conducts, yeah. which a lot of people are. But yeah, he doesn't use one, so it's 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 their choice. Talk about another episode I have zero percent recollection of. I just remember that when we were talking about batons. You know what? You know, <laughs> you know what? I'm feeling kind of hypocritical right now because I've been listening to the new Zach Morris podcast called Zach to the Future. What? In which him and a writer comedian go through every episode of Saved by the Bell. Wow. And you would think one of the juiciest things about it is like every episode they're like Zach, anything you remember from shooting this episode. And it kind of sucks because he can't remember shit. Well, he was like 12. Yeah, and I can't even remember an Edwin Outwater episode we did 
eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's the big news. There are people who's like both, uh, well, Paul remains to be seen, but Ethan's uh, vinyl has been delayed, and some people yeah. have been having issues getting Mine is supposed to come tomorrow. Yours is going to be here tomorrow, hopefully. Says UPS. Oh, like, it's UPS? Oh, that's yeah. a whole different story, That's bro. a different story. Whole different story altogether. Yeah, it, most people are getting it through USPS. No, mine said UPS. If yours is UPS, then you'll probably get it tomorrow. Everything that's delayed right now is due to the actual U.S. Postal Service. Right. So, well, because the, they went to to grab it out of the mailbox and the mailbox wasn't there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the other thing that's going on is the drive-in show is coming up this weekend, right? It's this weekend. And I mean, it'll yeah, it'll have happened by the time you listen to this episode, but it is this weekend. We're and you're going to be talking to Sean Gorman about Sean that. Gorman on on uh, Sunday night. I talked to him last night, technically. Yeah. I'm, I'm speaking in the future. Oh, future okay. tense. Oh, yeah. Zach to the future. Now. Zach to the future. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll have sort of all the we'll have the whole shakedown on what that gig was like. I'll be yeah. on vacation with my family, but I'll be listening along with everyone else. Oh, I please. tried to get you two to go with me. I know. Yeah, I know. I told you to just go meet up. Our friend Jeff is going. I don't do solo, man. <laughs> I just said our friend Jeff is going. It doesn't mean her solo. It means you're with me. That means you're a duo. No, that means I'm with a stranger. I know. You don't have to make a new friend. It's too much pressure. Yeah. You just want to be able to enjoy the gig. Okay, listen. Can I just say this about our friend Jeff, who might be listening? If there's a friend that you don't have that you probably should, it's Jeff Fireball. He's, okay. He's one of the best dudes in all of Tennessee. I know Jeff, and he is a wonderful pair. He's the one, Paul, who gave us the fanny packs with the action figures at party yes. number two? Two. 2.3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is a sweetie pie. He's great. Jeff is awesome. Um, so, you know, go follow us on the socials to keep up with that. Now, we do have an iTunes and Patreon. If you like the show, go leave the review or join us on Patreon. You're going to hear a commercial. We won't spend too much time on that. But one of the cool things you do get that we've been doing a little more are these Zoom hangs. Mm. We did one for the very last Metallica Mondays. Metallica Mondays are over. No more. And we did try to get Paul. We put out the bat signal to Paul, but Paul was unavailable. It was kind of last minute. We put out a couple direct bat signals, as in, like, yeah. Called it or texted it multiple times, then finally was like, dudes. I guess it's not really a bat signal when Commissioner Gordon can just call Batman on his iPhone and say, there's, <laughs> there's currently crime happening and we need you in Gotham right. City. That's not really the bat signal, is it? Really, it's just a, a bat text. But we will be doing more of those Zooms, and, and uh, a lot of our European friends want to, have asked us to try to figure out a way to do them a little earlier in the day. So we're planning some like Sunday afternoon Zooms mm-hmm. where you make a cocktail or you just have whatever you want to drink, maybe a coffee. Maybe so. And uh, man, the last one we had 25, 26 people. Yeah. And I think I think once we uh, set a time for like an early afternoon Sunday, if you want to get involved, Paul, one of the ideas we're, th- we're floating around is doing like, like a, instead of a movie night, like a movie afternoon where somebody streams a movie and we all watch it together and nice. do commentary with like all the Back patrons. to the Future, Coming to America. Coming to America. How about some kind of monster? We can do that again. <laughs> P- part five. I, I think I might be good on this for yeah. a minute, for a hot minute. <laughs> Although I have really enjoyed camping out in the St. Anger era. This actually might be one of my favorite little seasons of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I tried to go on a run with St. Anger in the middle of listening to the, the first two commentaries. Yeah. Couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Where, how, how soon before you had to get out of there? Um, frantic. No, no, no. Second it was course like, of frantic. Like the first four, five yeah. were great, and then it just... Just wears you out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I actually stopped running. For real, it, the rate, whole thing ended. Your heart rate went down, <laughs> and then I was. The hole, yeah. I coincidentally was the furthest point in my run away from my house. You call an Uber, so I had to walk back. Oh man, yeah, uphill in the snow. <laughs> it was snowing in it August. It was uphill in the snow. Uh, all right, go follow us on the socials: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs>
Et je vois le rejet. What, what, what? Where am I? And YouTube. No TikTok? We're not on TikTok yet because we're trying to wait and see what <laughs> Don't happens. Don't say yet. It was supposed to be uh, banned like two weeks ago or something. I don't want to get on TikTok ever in my life. I've sort of officially crossed over into like old man world where like not only am I not on TikTok, but I'm not going to be on TikTok. Mm -mm, no. Agreed. I would get I it care. if my daughter was a little older and I would just to keep up with what she's doing, make sure she's safe on there. Uh, yeah, sure. But that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't even really understand what it is. I don't either. I think it's just a video platform. Is it's, it like a clock that you crawl I into? Simil, I think it's similar to like Instagram <laughs> stories. It's just kind of just, I don't know. It's just an endless loop of a Kesha song. And by the way, don't email <laughs> us what TikTok is. We don't give a shit. And I actually do know. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so the best way to get a hold of us is metal up your podcast show at gmail.com. We love hearing from the community. We're going to do that now on what we love and leave us to us. The We almost harmonized right there. Well, that's how naturally talented we are. That's how gifted we are. Pretty sick, man. <laughs> All right, first email's from Carlos. Hey, guys, just writing to tell you that I heard uh, of, you, uh, of you with your Avi episode. Um, <clears throat> you now have a new follower from the, this corner of the world. Good podcast. Avi seems like a great guy, or at least you made him look like that. We made him look like that, of course. Yeah. Um, hope, to hear from, hope to hear more from you. All the best, Carlos. You know, I read that earlier today, and when he said, hope to hear more from you, my initial thought in my head was, well, there's 187 other episodes that is more of us. Yeah, that's so true. So you're in luck. <laughs> well, that's not even counting the bonus stuff. We're actually covering around 300 episodes mm -hmm. if you include like all the Metal Tales, the radio episodes. All that stuff, yeah. Wow. So yeah, there's a lot of us out there. Yeah. So Carlos, you're in luck, man. It's your lucky day. You're in luck, dude. Just carve out a couple of weeks. Uh, don't <laughs> quit your job. Yeah. Leave your family. Easy. And uh, you can hear all of this you want. Okay, next up, Cyrus says, Hey there, brothers. I can't do it. Hey there, brothers. There it is. Hulkster. Oh, the Hulkster's here at the smokestack. Good to be here at HQ3. Wow, I thought you lived out in... I thought you were in Malibu kicking it, bro. You had no idea. This is where I did Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band album. Oh, you recorded that at smokestack? <laughs> yeah, brother. I was going to ask when the last time you were in the studio. Well, let me tell you something, Paul Moak. I was here when... The last song we did was Hulkster in Heaven. Can you settle? Can you settle something for me that's just uh, ter uh, completely divisive in the metal in the uh, Metallica community? Did you or did you not audition to be the bass player for Metallica after the wonderful Cliff Burton passed away? Brother, I was on Garage Days re revisited. I wore a Jason wig. <laughs> I lost a bunch of muscle mass, and that's what you get. Wow. Well, thank you for clearing that up, Hulk. I know you've got a lot of uh, previous engagements to get to here in Nashville, so we're going to say bye now and, and see ya. Uh, Adios, brothers. <laughs> okay, he says, Clint, I was so excited on the last episode when you said you were having Paul finish up Lunar Satan songs for an album. Yeah. I almost wrecked the truck, LOL. Can't wait. Putting away the money now to buy it on vinyl, honey, please. Uh, Avi was awesome. I listened to Goodnight Texas tracks on Bandcamp all day. Even my wife liked them, and she never likes any music I bring her. I have that problem also a little bit. Uh, I loved what Avi said about basically playing hard, heavy music, but with mandolins. I was just so amazed by his story to happen into doing inventory like that through a friend, and now he sings BGVs and performs with the boys. Dream come true. Thanks, guys, for everything you do. Can't wait for the upcoming Lunar Satan. Cyrus from Durango, Colorado, New Jersey. Of course. Of course. Wow. All right, our next email is from Namarta. Hello, friends. Well, hello, Namarta. Hello, hello Namarta. 
Just sending a quick email to say I decided to upgrade my Patreon donation to the Super Duper Ultimate Black Album tier. Perhaps the recent anniversary of TBA inspired me, or maybe it's simply just because you guys earned it. I think I think you earned it. Hey, that's up. That's up for debate. Thank you so much for all that you've done for the Metal Up Your Podcast fam and continue to do. At this point, I may just start throwing out some one-time donations whenever released content impresses me and I'm feeling super thankful, which is quite often. So please take it easy on my bank account. Oh, uh, well, laughter emoji. Nope. Much love, Namarta. No That's pressure. Very sweet. I guess we need to start sucking. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to drain our bank account. You know, I don't even know how to suck, bro. I've thought about ways to make this podcast less good, and I just can't do it. <laughs> nothing nothing occurs to me of how to even do that. How do you do that? It's like asking MJ not to hit a free throw. Well, I'll tell you, step one is uh, next episode won't be in Smokestack. So <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> it's, a, it's more of just like a, a, a light skip to the to sucking. All right. Okay. We got three more emails here. <laughs> Thank you, Namardo. Next email is from Joey Wright. He says, finally decided to bite the bullet and join Patreon to give back to the best podcast known to man. Uh, thank you for all that you guys do. I drive an hour one way to work, uh, <clears throat> and without you guys, it would be atrocious. If you guys are ever in the Shoals area of Alabama, beers on me. Thanks again, Joey. Awesome, Joey. Thank you so much, dude. Jonathan Frost says, oh, we got another one here. Ethan, can you help me out here? Is the Hulkster left? Is he still in the parking lot, I think? I think he... Oh, no. Hulk! Hulk! Hulk, he, can you come here for Hulk. one second? Just read the first What's part up, of this. brothers? <laughs> you need something? I was about to take off in my Corvette. Oh, you drove a Corvette. It's storming outside. That's yellow and, and red. Yellow and red, like the like the leotard you wore, famously. And my boa. And your boa. Well, okay. it's raining outside, brothers, but it's a convertible, and it's an automatic top. It goes right up. Wow. We were just hoping... I'm sorry to bring you back in here with us, but I was hoping you could read the first sentence of the next email. That's all. Was that it? That's it, dude. Then, we'll, then we can let you go, man. See ya, brother. <laughs> well, he has to read it first. Oh. Hulk, the, you, first, you, the, the first line. You got hit in the head oh, a lot. sorry. Hey, brothers, how are you doing today? There Feeling go. good? <laughs> there we go. All right, you can take off, Hulk. Uh, bye, Hulkster. Thanks for coming back See in. Ya. Uh, Jonathan Frost says, I just got to say that I've already listened through probably 140 episodes, including Metal Tales and the radio stuff, while at work. Excuse me. I blame Paul for feeding me blackened whiskey. Just kidding. Uh, my personal favorite moment of the podcast so far was on episode four. Which, good God, who knows what we even said wow. during that. Uh, he says, around the 24-minute mark, you guys were talking about the Drank em All shirt and how you guys really wanted one exactly as I was wearing it. Wow. What? And that moment made my week. One day, if Metallica would come to my country, which he says is Israel, I'm surely going to buy the ticket that gives you access, uh, behind-the-stage access. Also, how's Paul doing? From Jonathan Frost. Wow. Paul, how are you doing? How are you doing, Paul? I'm, I'm pretty glad, good. I'm glad he brought that up. Pretty good. It's, I mean, what are the odds that he would ask about Paul and Paul's here? The wow. odds are staggering. It's crazy. I'm, I, I appreciate the interest, Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. Okay. All right, one more email. All right, Brian Zitzelman. Uh, thank you both for your hard work, dedication, and a truly great podcast. Began listening a little over a year ago during some difficult time in my life and must say your enthusiasm and honesty helped me through more than a few downtimes. Now on the other side, listening to you two is even better, and I thank you. Thanks for everything again. You two are a treasure. Brian, Lake Stevens, Washington, yeah, New so, Jersey? Absolutely. Even if they don't write it, it's implied. Uh, how awesome is that, you guys? I mean, here's what you can't do. Here's what you can't do. Let's hear it. 
you can't call yourself a treasure. <laughs> we cannot. But if someone else does, here's what you can do. Accept the compliment graciously. While, the, while in the bathtub. Which, while nude. Of course. And rubbing almond butter on your on your nubile skin. Yeah. And you know what made uh, the treasure comment even just more touching? Was how softly Paul read it. <laughs> It, it was like he, it was like he he was reading an inspirational quote on a, on a poster. The John Handy. It was a John Handy uh, poster. Exactly, Jack Handy. Wait, but seriously, Jack Handy, right? Yeah, Jack Handy. Do you guys ever actually stop and think about how many people you are brightening their day, helping them through life? Through this podcast, I you try ever... not to for fear. Really? For fear of the... No, no, no. I do. I feel really. We we talk. We dip into this a little yeah, more. Yeah, now for that sure. we're a little, we're like the older guys on the block, I guess. Because a lot of cool new Metallica podcasts cropping up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it does sort of feel like, well, I don't know if we can keep up with what's going on as we're the grumpy old men now. <laughs> but one of the benefits of that is like having this body of work that we built that people like. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. I feel really proud of it. Well, well was, you still haven't done Lulu, so there's There's still, more... someone asked about Lulu well, today. Well, someone really? said, yeah. someone said, <clears throat> how could this podcast ever suck? Well, we haven't done Lulu yet. Yeah, there's time. Just want to throw this out there. Yeah, I have not heard one note of Lulu. Are you volunteering yourself to do the Lulu? It episode? sounds like I'm, we're doing I'm it. HQ three. I think it's going to be a pretty tough one. Yeah, there's one song, Paul. There's a song in there that's 25 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> All right, I might reserve the. That right sounds pretty to, tough, uh, doesn't it? Uh, excommunicate myself from the episode. Uh, but although doing it together would make make it less. Painful. It yeah. would, yeah. Maybe that's the night we do finish a bottle of black and whiskey. Yeah. And, and then right. just spend the night here. <laughs> and then move in here. Well, yeah. <laughs> Build some bunk beds in the amp room. Well, folks, it's that easy. And and you don't have to write in and call us a treasure, although it's A-OK with me. Feels pretty good. I thought it was Valentine's Day. Um, but we do love hearing from you guys, especially hearing that, that, that our little meanderings about Metallica have helped you overcome a tough time. This podcast itself has helped me overcome tough times. So I, I totally get that, and I appreciate that. We're going to exit now, the email portal. We're going to hear a little bit from Bob Rock for a second, and we're going to hear a little bit about Patreon, and then we're going to dive into this bonus shit from Some Kind of Monster. Let's do it. Okay. Hey everyone, this is Ethan and Clint. We're here to tell you about supporting the show via Patreon. That's right. Every week, Ethan and I work hard to bring you the best Metallica content possible. If you think the show has value, consider supporting us on a financial level at Patreon. For $5 a month, or the price of two cups of coffee, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast continues to grow in quality and content. But that's not all. In addition to being able to help sleep at night for supporting your favorite podcast, we've also come up with incentives to say thank you that are exclusively available to patrons. For example, for a pledge of $5 or more, you immediately get free downloads of every cover our world black and ep ticket giveaways for shows like snm2 and slain castle box sets rare vinyl metallica memorabilia like snm2 guitar picks email priority meaning we'll read your email first on the show the chance to ask guests like hailstorm jay weinberg of slipknot and metallica row crew your very own questions and the opportunity to come on the show as a guest for our metal tales bonus episodes in which you can tell us all about any Metallica show you've been to in the past. All this and more for becoming a patron and supporting Metal Up Your Podcast. We couldn't do this show without you, and to everyone on the ride with us, we sincerely thank you. Peace. Adios.
All right, now, what we're about to watch. So there's a thing that they did 10 years later called This Monster Lives, which was like a 20-minute thing of them catching up, and I think it was like a lot of footage they were shooting at a film festival. We're going to save that for yet another St. Anger-focused episode. And Paul hasn't even seen it. Well, you're in luck. This is going to be all the all the fun bonus stuff. There's like over an hour's worth of bonus stuff that I haven't seen. Yes. And you guys have seen it and said it's great. It's hilarious. We talked, uh, we interfaced with Metalloclaws a little bit today, and he said it was fun and great, He too. loved it, yeah. And also, I'd like to, uh, a little special note to the metal police out there. Officially, there was like 27 bonus clips in this original one. Now, five or six of those had actual commentary already on them. So obviously we're not going to do that. So there's a few less. So if the metal police out there, don't arrest us. <laughs> we're unarmed. Uh, we're we just are. a Metallica podcast. That's right. Trying to have some fun. We're just armed with a bottle of black and whiskey. We're just three grown naked men. Who are treasures. Who are With who, bullet belts. With bullet belts and, and leopard gloves. <laughs> and we're wearing the, the Kerry King porcupine wrist cuff. And we're wearing the chains that we just picked up from the Home Depot. Oh, pardon me, the Lowe's right here Yeah, on uh, whatever fucking road this is. What's this road right here? Powell. Powell Road? Powell. Yep. Powell Avenue. 100, 100 Oaks Mall Road. Yep. Yes. That's it. That's where I get my chains. <laughs> I get my strap packs across through the guitar center. I have to get mine from like fake Halloween stores because I'm not, I'm not strong enough to carry them on stage. <laughs> I get the They're pla- actually plastic. Yeah, yeah. You can actually get plastic white chains at, at Home Depot or Lowe's and then spray paint them. You think Chrome. Carrie King is actually packing actual chains? I don't know. That- He's a big man. He's a strong man. Yeah. He's a bald man. I mean, man. that many chains, like, you'd have to have a, a pretty tight belt on. Your pants would come down. Hey, quick little aside. Paul Bostaff, the current drummer or former drummer of Slayer, since Slayer doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. apparently him and Kerry King are working on a solo project that they, the, the big metal injection headline today was, Paul Bostaff says that Kerry King project sounds a lot like Slayer. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. <clears throat> I was listening to License to Ill by the Beastie Boys the other day, and Carrie King does the solo on uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Just a lot of squealy. It sounds like a Slayer solo. I yeah. mean, he does one thing, and he does it well, but he does one thing. He just squeals into an air. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, because Rick Rubin did it. He's friends yeah, with Rick yeah, Rubin. Yeah, so, totally. Have yeah. you heard of Rick Rubin, Paul? Two worlds uh, colliding. Did he? <sighs> no. He did Walk Like an Egyptian, dude. You know that song. <laughs> Remember that song? Bangles, uh, man. Um, are we ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump yeah. in. So, okay, so we have the ability. You're going to be hearing the audio with us. So this is so this is Metal Up Your Podcast Science Theater 3000 once yep. again. Mm-hmm. However, we do have the ability to like if something if something tickles our fancy, we can hit pause and ruminate. Right. Right. Uh, do we need to set any of these up, or are we just going to jump? No, in? this is just clip after clip after clip. Some of them are a minute. Some of them are three or four minutes. They're, they're just, hard edits. Like there's no intro or outro. It just rolls. I have it going through a program just so everyone knows. There, there's a slight pause, so you'll see a little black screen, uh-huh. and then right into the next one. So, so, uh, so, okay. Here's what I'm imagining. I'm imagining NBA commentators. We need the guy that's basically setting everything up for the people who can't see. Right. And then right. we need the color guys. Okay. You know, you know, most sports commentating is is set negotiated that way. You got right. the guy that's like, and here's what's happening. Here's what's happening, and you got the guy going, yeah. The context for that is that he, I'm doing like vocal hour guy. Yeah. 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 See, when LeBron posts up like that, it's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> exactly. Because he's such a big guy, he could really hurt. He could throw a fucking elbow, man. Fucking fuck you up, man. Man, that's exactly like inside the NBA, right? A lot of cussing in the NBA commentary. Can I be? Booth. Was it? Uh... Shaq that tripped over the teleprompter. You could be Shaq, yeah, yeah, big guy. It just laid out on the floor with wires and. Shaq tends to talk real <laughs> slow, and he tends to talk real low, like this, though, like Barry White. That's right. 
Shaq's a cool dude. Shaq's one of the best. Man. I know. Well, let's do it. Let's figure it out. I don't know who the color guy is. I don't know who the straight guy is. We're, we're going to find it out. But we're going to figure it out. And without further ado, here we go. Here we go. Got James singing here. Sunglasses. Clearly. Lars. It's Hawaiian shirt day. Look, Lars wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Dude. And, ho- yeah. and Adidas. He really wants to be in corn. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Davis let him borrow those. Yep. Musically so and fashion wise. There's four. There's kill, crush, squeeze, and then kill again. <laughs> these are, uh, yeah, these are white cloth no flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That could be for the two variations of suffocating, smothering. Oh, there's oh, Phil in the back of the room. He's pulling out those synonyms. <laughs> Dude, Phil was the original rhyme zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> James is not having it. Look at that. No, he's not loving it. <laughs> Smothered, chunked, covered. Covered, topped. They're just getting a Waffle House order. Yeah. <laughs> what? One long syllable. Muffle. It's probably better for Headfold to be out in the control room by, by himself or the tracking room. Dude, it's got to be hard to cut vocals with everyone just sitting oh, in the room. Dude. Yeah. I'm especially, sure you try to clear people out a little bit when people are doing vocals. Yeah. And especially when they're writing them all together. On the spot, yeah. Right. On the spot. He's not comfortable with that. No. But I, I respect that he tried it, though. Yeah. All right, next clip. I guess okay. the part that gets me is, I don't know, I felt like it was an agreement. We're going to work from 12 to 4. <laughs> the whole 12 to 4 then, argument. There's Phil. Look at Phil. The 12 to 4 was a schedule that we came up, but it was based on, on you. Go get him, Bob. It's based on us. I know. Dude, it's Phil it's looks like he needs a Phil. He really does. You know yeah. what I mean? He needs a life coach. <laughs> it means we should all agree upon it and stick to that. That's all. He might have got one after this documentary. Agreement. I mean, if it's, it's a project that we're all working on collectively, and when I leave, work is done on it. Yeah, who's Phil's Phil? That bothers me. Gandhi? You know, Maybe Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Look at Lars. By the way, he's Good sitting on the table. Of course, James. Like cross-legged. You throw the rule out, we all just... Blindly agree to it. Okay, 401, you're out the door. Everybody's happy, but it's just not that fucking simple. I maintain that Lars was right in this argument. Yeah, you can't be late. You can't be late if you have that thing. You know, you didn't say you didn't apologize when you came in. Dude, can he chew that gum any faster? I know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, so his adrenaline's pumping. You know, that really is. When did he swap? What year did he swap to, to the, the toothpick? toothpick? <laughs> it seems like a 2008. I mean, don't get the metal police on me, Paul. Yeah. That seems like a 2008 thing. <laughs> yes, Kirk. Feels like you need a job, Seems Kirk. To me, like there's a lot of history. Uh, James, you, you can tell how tense he is, man. 
Come in. You know, I almost feel like a science project right now. You know, it's like I walk out of here and I feel it, you know, oh, so how did it go today with, you know, the project, the guy, you know, I don't like that. Who's anymore. saying that? I don't know. I'm just, I'm assuming. And that's another thing that's not good to do. No one's saying that, but I just, I don't know. I get that. I guess that's a fear of mine. And it's the same with him. He's got issues too. He's not vocal about him like you. He's got. Who's he's you got pointing at, Lars? I think Lars. He's got to point up because Lars is he's sitting got, on he's the table. <laughs> Lars is hanging on the ceiling fan. He has to have your respect because maybe Phil's on the ceiling like Spider-Man. This guy's gone through. And he's Man, I think it's too. the and way that they did me. everything. I just think it's so had to change so because of. Yeah. And so of sobriety, selfish. and mm-hmm. they're relearning how and to communicate the with each other. Oh, yeah. struggle with on that is this complete lack of not only respecting other points of view, uh, sacrificing your own needs for other ways, but also a kind of a complete lack of caring. It's probably not that easy to stand up to Headfield, man. No way. Caring about. What it's I easy to sit on a chair up to Headfield or sit on a table to Headfield. Oh, yeah. And, um, or just a lack of interest. How young in he looks. I know. How other people feel. It just Gee, man, this is 17 years there. ago. It just comes down to effort and what you, you know, what you're willing to do. Like put in that same effort, the same effort that you're putting into your sobriety and your family and your wife. The same effort he put into eating that apple. Look at that apple in front of him. (laughs) Brown. It's kind of cool that Bob's involved in this too. He's been with him for so long at this point. Why does it have to be either or? Is that the only two options? Is it either Metallica is number one and then everything else is fucked or I and my family number one, and then everything else gets fucked. Is that the only two options that are left? For an addict, maybe. Is it not yeah. possible that they can all coexist together Very in true. some way that you and your family and Metallica all get what they all deserve? Some of that stuff, my I don't think at this point James could even answer really. Right. He's still learning. It's just a crazy combo to have with people filming you. I know. That's what it takes right now. That's what's killing me about Phil. He's living. He's like. Okay. okay, this is good. This is good for me. This is good, you guys. This is job yeah. security. I think, well, he doesn't give a shit about his family, you know, and that's none of my business. So you, I need to hear that stuff from you, too. Wow. Come in. Uh, paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> it's Rob Trujillo waiting for his audition. <laughs> There's a telephone call for you, Mr. Herman. You have a telephone call at the front desk. I don't know where this is going. I just wish I had some clarity in my life. Right. Okay, it's been yes, a year right. and a half of fog. What if Phil's just mumbling? Wait, wait to interject. What's it like to be you? It's frustrating. Like, you're angry, like... It's just frustrating. Yeah, he seems pretty angry, Phil. I don't know. Does it always have to have the... It's just... a long-range... This is what bugs me about this process, is that every single... Thought has to be dissected. Every emotion. What were you feeling in that instant? Hmm. I don't know. Right now, it fucking annoys me. Okay. It's been a fucking year and a half of this. 
And poor Kirk, man. It just doesn't seem Dude. like we're getting this far. He's like, you guys got problems. I mean, he's been in the middle of this for so long. And he had the answer on day one. He's like, let's just hammer it out on the studio. Yeah. Instead of hammering on each, each other. other. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty good advice. <laughs> the original film. I'm just going to play some tiny tennis. Let's just hammer it out on the fucking ping pong table, bro. They're largest circling a ping pong table. That's why we're saying that. Oh, he's sizing it up. He's like, I can dominate this well, shit. Well, this is the buildup into him yelling into... Hetfield, right? Good thing there's a phone and a fax machine right there on that yeah. catering table. I'm sure, that got used a lot. Just circling. Wow, it still. this is intense. He's like, I should have stayed a tennis player. All right, next one. Here we go. Hey, Zach. What up, Zach? What's up, Zach? First Slap on the bass. Uh, wow. I wanted to finish up the bass stuff, so I kind of need you guys to help me with that. Okay. Wow, I've never seen any of Rob uh, tracking bass. Yeah. Or Bob tracking bass, rather. And he's asking them to Pro- produce help, him help on produce, bass. Help produce, yeah. It's interesting to see this because James always did the bass. Even even before, when, when uh, Jason was around, you can see it in the Black Album stuff. Right. The solos are always Kirk and Lars, mm-hmm. and the bass is always James and the bass player. Right. And James played all the bass on all the demos. I mean, probably because, it, you know, mm. it's in general matching Hetfield's riffs. Yeah. And James did all the all the bass on the demos, at least from Black Album and Load and Reload. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Is that too gimmicky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a, cool, a clean, yeah. clear, yeah. This is a capo on the bass, Paul. You see that? Yeah. He just said it's his first time ever as a record producer to put a capo on a bass. Wow. Guess how many times I've put a capo on a bass? How many? None. Zero. Well, Bob Rock zero, Paul Moak one. You remember on my record? I use a capo on the bass like every song. For real? Nope. Uh. Dude, I could watch hours of this. Yeah, well, you're gonna. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's <laughs> Here we are. Over an hour would be hours. That's a producer move, though. For he knows what the bass needs to sound like. He's getting the band involved. Yes, yeah. right. That's what that's what you mean. Like exactly. kind of getting them involved. He's wanting to get them feel ownership. To feel like they have a stake in it. Yeah. He could have been like, "Why don't you guys go home for a minute?" And those two can bond together over the bass right. not mm-hmm. not right. being right. Because now Lars is in there. Yeah. Then let's do it. But maybe also feeling a little insecure about playing bass on a Metallica album. Right. Or maybe he just really wants to be the bass player of Metallica. I mean, this isn't an easy record to play bass on. No. <laughs> They're fucking with him. They're totally bonding over that. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And see, he knows it. Yep. Man, he's, producer in the fucking century, man. Yeah, dude. He's my hero. Look how few tattoos James has. I know. I know. Just I getting know. started. All right, next clip. Metallica is participating in a Ramones tribute album. They are deciding which of the two cover songs to contribute, 53rd and 3rd or Commando. So, uh, Apparently flip-flop day. <laughs> I was about to say, Bob Rock just got back from Nettie Bauer. Uh... <laughs> They like 
Wow, that's weird. Did they say why? Yeah, because they didn't think about it. They liked that song better. <laughs> I didn't really ask them why. And they're said, talking about they've already recorded it. Right. They said, yeah, you know, they're both great songs. I think the 53rd is a cooler song. Oh, great. We got Phil here. Great, Phil. Thanks. Phil, what do you think about the Ramones? There's something, something about I'm just sitting here reading play. The Buttress of Windsor. Dude, this is pre-iPhone, too. No one can check out on their screen. Yeah, they're just yeah. having to deal with it. Yeah. The band learns that former Ramones bassist Didi Ramon has died unexpectedly. That is fucked up. Did someone send them a packet from school? It looks like a fax. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Drugs suck. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Bass players. Oh, he said bass players. Earlier that day, Metallica heard that their own former bassist, Jason Newstead, might want to rejoin the band. I take issue with this. I don't know, man. You're the one in this room that spoke to him last. When you guys had wow. your thing, I mean, without... Getting too into, that was at the classic albums journey. taping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The stuff that came up. We talked about all of the things that I wanted to talk to him about, you know, the amends and really my realization of oh, no, this how is different. badly he was treated and especially my, my fear of him doing side projects and all of that kind of insecurities. And, um, but he seemed really happy. He said he was happy. He wanted me to come to see Echo Brain and it, there was nothing really hinting even at, you know, I'd like to come back at all. I don't think he ever wanted you know, to come back. If we meet with him and he basically says, like, I want to please let me back in the band and we decide for our own reasons that we don't want and we want to carry on without him, that we're the bad guys, do you know what I mean? Because I don't feel like the bad guy in the situation. You know, part it's of kind of the question is, like, meet with Jason because did Jason how ask? much do we have to keep going over some of this stuff? He definitely didn't. Do They're saying they, they heard rumors. Well, yeah, I don't want to read this about him. I mean, not, not to be morbid, but or I don't want him to end up like a Mustang where he's just stuck in oh, life. Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Where he could have been and hating us for it. Or that's, that's what kind of, do you think, Phil? I'm oh, that's kind of rare to hear out of Hetfield's mouth. Look at Kurt's little phone, man. He's playing Snake no 2. Kia. He's playing Snake yeah, 2 yeah, on it. The brick. And, uh, Look how many straps are on Phil's sandal, dude. There's like 10 straps on that. Serious Birkenstocks. probably took him like 30 minutes to put those on, man. I mean, why not just do shoes? They're not going shoe, dude. You can climb a mountain. Those are basically like... Like... My, a kind of convertible <laughs> shoes. It's the same thing we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Phil. Phil, good job, Phil. First, you leave the band. Paul, what do you think version of Pro Tools that is on that computer screen? Three. Yeah, dude, that's old school. And then you come back. I used to have that screen, dude. Tiny screen. Yeah, I kind of wish we could go back to Pro Tools doing that. You know, fifty third, fifty third, and third is the song we're doing because that's Dee's song. You know, that's about that was about his life. Johnny just told me, or a part of his life. Really? Yeah, that's true. Well? Kirk yeah. was pretty tight with Johnny. He was, mm. he was. Don't tell me that. A male prostitute <laughs> when yeah. he was seventeen that's, or eighteen years old. That is true about that song. Yeah, that yeah. song's wild, man. It's about, it's about him, yeah. Like getting paid, tricking out, give people blowjobs. Yeah, yeah. tricking out. Wow. Your old job. Not only the way to I know. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Feel good about that. Man, Phil's just cashing those forty thousand dollar checks. Man. All right, Metallica, jump in the studio, vomit. <laughs> That's what it said. August fifteenth, two thousand two. 
All right, a little jump in the fire. Is it on? I would just like to start by saying that today, they all have shoes on. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if you call these shoes, but today we can't do the contest. Oh, the dirtiest? Yeah, the dirty foot contest. James, oh, you win for what? the dirtiest foot contest. Oh, this time, no. you guys get to pick. <laughs> you guys get the to winner gets. The guy who has the right answer gets a weekend in the studio. In the with I think it's Kirk. And see, we don't Kirk has the dirtiest weekends. foot. <laughs> Maybe so. Right, yeah. what are we it's hard to, to tell about? with the pixelated so what's been up? video. What a game to play in the studio. Did they film us on a razor? August 6, 2002, James's birthday surprise. Okay. Dope Dude, look car. at that car. Look at that car. Damn. Wow. I want to be James. Man, Kirk's a baller, dude. He didn't get the credit for balling hard, but he fucking balls. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's happening, brother! Yeah! We're gonna race. <laughs> Are they gonna like drag race? Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, showdown of the Chevys. I haven't seen this clip ever. I haven't either. Bob's 55 Chevy, James's 55 Chevy, and my 57 Chevy Bet. Bob had a 55 Chevy too. Of course. And he wants to be in the band so bad. <laughs> yes, sir. And does James have a clue? I'll, I'll, Dude, I'll, I'll capo my bass if you let me in the I band. I was rereading Dylan's. Did you ever read Dylan's book, Chronicles? Yeah. yeah. And he talks about when, when he was recording with Lamois. Yeah. Lamois got. Because Dylan's in the motorcycles, sure and when Dylan, Dylan like, Lamar right? went yeah, and got a Triumph motorcycle to kind of <laughs> hang with Dylan, you know? Yep. Oh, they're actually like a speedway. Wow. Looks like they had a speedway. Is well, that a Jeep? That's a Jeep, yeah. <laughs> that must be the camera car. Specialty towing. There's a tow truck, uh -oh, just in someone. case. Oh, uh, no. Uh, who's, who's, that? who's the black one? That was James, right? Look, look at the first two were kind of black. Look at that um, video transition. That was terrible. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> like pages turning into books. New watches sent from Nixon, Nixon. watches. I think Whoa. They said it was Just a little brand that Metallica would go on to work with. Wow. wow. That's cool. He had to read it off the box. So yeah. Sent from Nixon. Nixon. Swatch. We just uh, put down some. We're some, all the way up till to today. To today. Yeah. We just put some uh, some lyrics down on the song. Lyrics Kirk, don't write the lyrics, man. We just put some lyrics down on the vocals. <laughs> yeah. We taped some. They all seem like this is early enough in the filming. Yeah, they all the, seem uh, really uncomfortable still. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say. I mean, the only thing I'd say about uh, the time frame is today we're one step, one day closer to being done than yesterday. One Absolutely. step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break. <laughs> And uh, one day shorter than tomorrow. Right? Wow. Well, Some deep off. philosophy. So tomorrow I think same. Phil taught him that. Some, Some deep Corbin. Phil philosophy. Who got the coolest watch? I, Maybe that I could think, be part think, two of the contest. I think, I think James got the coolest one. Actually, James got two watches today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my retirement watch. And, uh, it's, a, it's a sign, man. Someone's telling me I'm always too late. Yeah. <laughs> oh. My timing lyrically Thanks. is off. The, the universe is asking you, what time is it, James? 
Life is dead. Maybe we should be serious. So uh, the recording process. Yeah, they're hamming it up for the camera kinda, for sure. Well, we're going back. Kind of. Well, we got stuck on this last song doing more than just taking it. I think to a second level. All right, next clip. It could be really nice. And I still think the uh, the space things and the verses. James of the three thirty-five. Not quite right. Pretty cool. Yet. Yeah. I, I have to say that I Ooh, it's not a flattering Bob. shirt for Bob, man. <laughs> Never wear white, dude. Never wear white unless you're tight and right. right. Bob's been sitting in that chair or, for 372 days. Or if you have dude. a jacket over a white shirt. I own multiple white shirts. I only wear them with a jacket over yes, them. Yes, it's less arranged. There's nothing about it that's not working for me. Okay. Dude, that's how like in the cloud they were. They're like yeah. hearing all these playbacks and they're like, this is cool. This is good. Pretty good. This is a band that wrote and recorded the Black Album. Yeah. How do they always sync up on clothing? They're all wearing white shirts. Uh, maybe Q Prime sends out a, a memo. Yeah. All the songs, kind of bringing them to some kind of first level. There's a lot more to do first level. This one we were going back to take it to a second level and then ended up bringing it like even further, I think. Some of these clips of these old 80s transitions almost seem like the directors were trying to do interviews and then kind of abandon that at some point. Ooh-ah thing and you know, you start to get PBS, dude. It's like, this is like reading Rainbow edits. That for me is the extra fun Book of the day. Yeah, totally. I can go anywhere. But the song sounds great. Wine shirt day again. Today, when you guys hear it, you're gonna just freak and <laughs> will we? Will we? Kirk? Will? Will? Does it? With joy, right? Because you start fucking cereal puking. <laughs> oh, this is why they call it a vomit. Metallica record was released all over the world, and two million people started puking on themselves. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Foreshadowing. More than two hundred. That was that was you know that was out of line. Mask vomiting. The mask. Yeah. Two floods of vomit. masks. So you know, <laughs> it was cool that. Wait, 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 wait. See here, here we have we have possible album titles. I mean, one just just, just one of us just giving birth right now. Floods, floods of, of vomit. vomit. Because that's actually a cannibal corpse album. Wow. Yeah. Morbid Angel. I think they had that. Because oh, the James made the so same good. joke. Close. Nice. Well, floods of vomit is a Surfing the zeitgeist is up there. Bro. Surfing? That, you think that was a fill Oh, one? I wonder who did that one. <laughs> I think Surfing the Zeitgeist was a Presidio track. That has to be Kirk. Or Phil. Yeah, Kirk doesn't know what the word zeitgeist means. On the record. But surfing. Yeah. <laughs> It was so bad it didn't even make it on the Lars <laughs> yeah. didn't get the email about Hawaiian was, shirt day. Vomit, of joy. It's nice to see him joking. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bob. You can tell they love each other. Sleeping. Well, thanks a lot. What's Bobby? He's reaching yeah, into his bowling. He's, he's got a bowling ball in there. He's going bowling later. I just phoned my wife and it's like, she just went, I don't know. What do you think <laughs> is, you know, with Wait, Bob's life, being a married man, having to do this record for so long? There was breaks. Well, and he's got a lot of kids. He's, a big, he's got a big family. Right. My kids haven't seen him. One of his kids was the uh, the voice on Inner Sandman. You should really go because I want to make sure you get up there seriously. So go. Say bye-bye. Bye. He's talking about getting back home to go. Vancouver. Oh, I got to get my CD, though. 
I have to <laughs> obsess over that. I need my we're system of a down CD. Three day weekend here. His sometimes, kids haven't seen him in. What did he say? Fridays off. When I don't know. Back Monday or Tuesday. Oh, two years. <laughs> Monday off too. Oh yeah. Well, it depends That's on if James comes back. <laughs> Tell me if but I then, have to come in or not. <laughs> but then after Tuesday, we're working every day till it's done, right? Yeah. What? Twenty-five hours a day. Twenty-five hours a day. Yeah. Well, it's cool that this. I mean, this has got to be pre-rehab. Didn't have pre-rehab footage, right? I, ideas, I think and then so. It became like super giant. No, well, this, no, is, this is HQ, dude. Yeah, they're right. They're in we HQ. Yeah. Metal police. I hear the metal police, dude. Actually, actually. It's me. I have a bullet the meatloaf! The, the meatloaf! The bullet belt! I think the word fuck was something that you Earmuffs. I love that. I think that was really funny. Like, they suck. wore a lot of white clothing yeah. mm -hmm. in this time. I think the only dude that looks good in just a white shirt is James. Yeah. Lars looks good in the white wife beater. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Uh, not too quickly there. Uh, we don't want to give away all our lyrics there, Nicholas. Nicholas. It's crazy how the camera gets so washed out, too. It'll blur it all out. Yeah, there's too much white information. The camera work looks like MTV Sports or something. Extreme. Was there really a thing called MTV Sports? Yeah, hosted by Dan Cortez. Oh, yeah. Really? For real? Okay. You never watch Rockin' Jock? No, that's when I would turn to VH1 and wait till music videos came back on and then turn no, it back to No, you would turn to VH1 and wait for a fucking Madonna video to come on so you could have some private time. <laughs> oh, my. Bouchard? Lots of fun. Ugly and nasty. Yeah. That's my favorite. And have you showed all the kids the album cover, or should we? Sure. For the fans, I mean, sure. too. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, these, that's what this exclusive website is, Oh, yeah, okay. Right? This is the new album cover. Oh, this is for their website. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> My gosh. You that, okay? You heard it here and you saw it here first. That looks like the jewel case for the Alice in Chains self-titled album. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It was a blue one and a green one. Or a typo mm -hmm. negative or something. Typo negative. Holy shit. <laughs> so that CD's probably what? They, the mixes they burned down for Bob to fly yeah. home with? Of course, they had to make have, a custom gotta, cover for Bob. You got to have an album cover from an artist who has a song called Unitone Skank. <laughs> or Can't Conquer. Red God. <laughs> I don't even like chicken. Huh? <laughs> Me neither. Eating rainbow. It tastes just like chicken. Yahoo! All right, what else can we tell them about? The dude that was filming this was reporting back huh? to like the other guys, like, "Oh, I got some good stuff today." Well, we <laughs> James said he didn't like chicken. Week, and last week we worked on another song. Captivating stuff. And this week we worked on another two. song. We've done two songs. <laughs> I think it's bad karma to count them, but I'd say we're north of twenty ideas. This has got to be early in the process. Yeah. Definition of an idea is, and we don't sit. It's kind of what I was saying earlier, where it, like it's just one camera angle. Between all it almost feels like the, the, the dude is asking and questions stuff. in between. It's still post record. rehab, though, dude. Got a lot of stuff. You sure, Paul? So like James was talking about before, this, it, um, this whole I'm thing kidding. that we uh, sort of that was a joke. We take like the first. First run you guys really, I'm being but, serious. But they played in the Presidio. I was about to say, you guys, I'm being serious. The metal police are real. Yeah. Oh, no. You guys got to be careful. Okay. They're, they're surrounding the smokestack right now. The metal police don't understand is humor and jokes. Right. Because the meatloaf 
we tell ourselves we're going to come back. I got, to catch up. I got word that they are sur- they've surrounded Smokestack right now. <laughs> song uh, we worked on the last couple of days. We might have gone a wee bit beyond that, but that was because it felt so good. We just couldn't stop. Yeah. All right. Thirteen. Come on, Kirk. Kirk blew it. I think it would be uh, some kind of monster Metallica if everyone out there on the last day of work week wore their Aloha shirts too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so have worn the last tonight. day of last day every of the work, work week, week is, shirt is Hawaiian Day. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, Aloha for the whole record. Weekend. You know what we should get? Nobody for the three of us, are those Metallica so Hawaiian shirts? They're pretty rad. Yeah. yeah. Would you wear it? Yes. But okay. The oh, on the last workday of every week. Only on Fridays. So. That would be Paul's second Hawaiian one. shirt. Does he wear the same one every day, or does he have a bunch? Just put some flowers on that. Yeah. We'll get the kids to cut out some flowers. All right. Yeah. Uh, have a good flight. See you, about. See you in a bit. You know, you know what the funny thing is? My flight's before yours. And I'm still here. Yeah, but I gotta get my family out there. Oh, the apartment. Oh, I love Bob the family. Oh, man. most yeah. of the family's down they're, with him. They're there. They probably came down and camped out in a nice, a nice <laughs> Hampton Inn. Diet Coke and lemon. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Aloha. Surfs up. Surfs up. Absolutely. The new tan surfing pizza eating. Reggae, he was new to surfing at this point. Yeah, he would, he'd gotten into it yeah. to replace his cocaine habit, according to him. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, surfing or reggae? In, in, in my, well, because remember Kirk said, you can't, you can't be you can't, hungover yeah, in the yeah, morning when you go surfing. Is, right. Everything is opposite now. So, are you as far opposite now as from, um, from dreadlock wearing, Trent Reznor loving... Um, no, that'll always, <laughs> always be in me somewhere. It's called him out for his dreadlocks. Yeah, ninety four. Well, shit, it's the sheds. Yeah. Thinking about doing the. Well, actually, I was gonna do the dreads again until my wife found out. <laughs> hey man, what do you have to say about that, Paul? You gotta do the dreads before you meet your wife. You know what I'm saying? Because because then they can't say shit. Then, you know, well, it's, right. it's part of you. Used to like you know wear those shirts and all the Kirk definitely got hair plugs because his hairline is way back right there. <laughs> oh, by the way, have you guys said hello to uh, Mike Inez? <laughs> is he really there? Oh, no. I wish Mike... I- dude, they should have had Mike Inez play bass. No, that's now. Randy Razorblade, dude. Oh, Randy yeah. Razorblade. Yeah. Oh, Randy Stop. Yeah. That man can surf. <laughs> Bob Rock's right-hand man. All right, and goodbye messages. Do we already do those? Yeah. All right. What is Lars holding? Wow. I don't Did know, but that whole thing was painful. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't. This is this is the worst clip so far. Yeah, this is this is not. It's just real clear that they don't give a fuck. No, wait till we watch the one with Ja Rule. It's gonna get worse. With John Woo, the director. Ja Rule. Oh, Ja Rule. Yeah. It's 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 more of a Ja Rule. Ja. Oh, okay. It's not Sade. It's Sade. Is it French? Sade. Yeah, I'm not sure what region it dwells from. Finally. All right. Next one. goes to Kirk. Oh, this is where Kirk sings a song. Learning about new laws you didn't know had taken effect in addition to Oh my. <laughs> and that guy's got a fucking white shirt on too. That's James Hetfield. Kirk is like, I left the studio. What is he and doing? Back he may have at gotten the studio. a DUI. He probably got a DUI. 35, I think, in a 25 zone. The officer said I didn't stop at the stop sign. 
when you hear me, Or is it just like getting your traffic ticket? Yeah, it's like traffic school. Yeah, it could have just been a ticket. Well, I'm going with DUI. I was speeding, uh, I was doing 50 in a 35 zone, and uh, he also gave me a sobriety test, which kind of surprised me. How late at night? It was about, I don't know, I'd say after 12. Yeah, he was hammered. Would give them pause or suspicion. Also, I play Metallica. Does that help? I wrote the bridge to Creeping Death. Does that hold any currency with the Marin County Police Department? I wrote the intro to Henry Sandman. Chalkboard. A federal vehicle. That's a unique approach, Kirk. You should give right of way to the car on your right. Car on your right is correct for Man, this is sad. It will take this is like the kind of test my first grader takes. One hour, correct. Okay. We have a little extra special treat. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I'm telling you, I've seen this before somewhere else where he sings a song and he actually sings. Watch this. Wow. He has like a real singing voice. Okay, it is. It's called the traffic school song. He doesn't do the cookie monster. <laughs> We both last on the stairway. Why is Kirk playing a guitar at traffic school? Watch. Oh, vampire guy. I will say this. These lyrics are better than Phil Towels. This is why Kirk shouldn't write lyrics for St. Anger. Dude, Traffic School should have... Which, by the way, that song is called Traffic School, I'm guessing. That should have been on the Presidio Sessions. Yeah. <laughs> it should have, yeah. Um... Wow. All right, next clip, apparently. Kirk's birthday. Of course, he's got a Sasquatch mm. on his cake. This is a Kirk's 40th birthday. That, yep. was, that was his Sasquatch surfing. <laughs> <laughs> I love this scene. Oh, this is hawaii out for sure. Oh, it's definitely hawaii But Lars there. didn't get the message. Oh, and Lars just a little butter. Right? Oh, uh, yes. It's so good. This is cool. Because you live in Hawaii. 40. This thing you did for Kirk is amazing. Wow, Bob Rock. Shh, listen. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone ever do anything for me? Today's not his fucking birthday. Nobody ever does anything for fucking me. I come in one day and there's, you know, a Danish bakery motif. You know, celebrating, you know, A.C. Anderson children's poetry. Is he jo he's not joking. No. He, he is and isn't. He knows it's ridiculous, but he still feels that way. Oh, yeah, he kind of means it. You know what I'm it. saying? Yeah, he kind of means it, yeah. A much loved guy. Thank you. I'm just overwhelmed by all this. Man, 
are 27 years older than me and over 27 times as good as me on guitar. <laughs> Happy birthday. Phil wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I clearly have a Hawaiian shirt deficit in my Man, closet. He- Headfield looking cool. Yeah. yeah. Started to get some tattoos. How is, I'm like the only one that didn't know this was going on. Well, how is it that I can come from New York and I know? I, you know, this is it right here. Yeah. If somebody would fucking let me know. You would have felt included, then you wouldn't have felt so distanced. You know, how do you think it feels showing up here being the only one who doesn't have an Hawaiian shirt on? <laughs> people sit there and go, oh, it's because he's so rebellious. He doesn't want to put a Hawaiian shirt on. If some fucker would actually tell me once in a while what I'm supposed to wear, I can't keep track. I will if some fucker would tell me what I'm supposed Thursday. to wear, a fucking Hawaiian shirt, then at least it would be my choice. <laughs> wow. He's not wearing ambushed. one either way. This fucking shit he just wants the choice, bro. He wants the choice you know, to not wear one. With being in charge of your own well-being, That's the moment you got here, you could have joined the festivities, but you chose not to. And then <laughs> Man, Phil gets paid forty grand to deal with Life Lars being a pouty, whiny guy. Life is an eternal birthday party for someone else. Oh my <laughs> god, dude, that's a metal band. With occasional sunshine, what? You know, life is a permanent limp dick with an occasional blowjob. <laughs> oh Next clip. Why would just do okay. life's a permanent what birthday party for someone else? Going, yeah, that's right great. Yeah. Well, what about what the last one they said? The limp dick one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. The, the other one had more uh, power. Look at Metallica's website. How bad it looked back then. And Is that Jim Brewer Kirk or Kirk Hammett? Yeah, that's not Jim Brewer. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. Great. Brought to you by Sprite. No, Brought to you by Windows ninety five. What are they trying to do? They're trying to log into AOL 2.0. You've got mail. No. I think they're doing like a live AOL Q&A or something. (laughs) They're trying to get into a Zoom meeting. (laughs) 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 They're trying to record Black in 2020. (laughs) That's the hotel room at the Ritz, by the way. Yeah, that's the the therapy room. There's going to be no Metallica fans. (laughs) What, Phil? What is it? Look at Lars. He shot him in the evil eye. Can we get into somebody else's chat room? Just go in there. The Limp Biscuit. The Limp Biscuit chat room. Why don't we try and go on the Limp Biscuit website? No. <laughs> Angrily turning magazine. Look at this like huge Ethernet cable going yeah, to the computer. That's not we're trying. <laughs> it's not working. All right, fuck it. Fuck it, man. Taking off my mic. This is it. We don't have a lead singer. We can't get our chat room. This band is over. We haven't even started. Phil, we don't have a lead singer. I'll try that. Wow. The nerve. All right, we're in. We're in. Okay. Yeah, we're in. Bob's wearing all denim with a purse. Okay, because he's ready to leave, dude. He's like, we're ready to chat. It's a Canadian tuxedo, man. He does. I'm a big fan of Bob's Bob's vibe. We're sitting here thinking about you guys. And we thought we'd check into the chat room. How you guys doing? I think I'm gonna puke. This is crazy. Some members of Metallic are actually in the chat room and you're all calm. Calm down, Chad. Dude, I wonder if any of the Battle Up Your Podcast family was in the chat room on that. If they're still alive. I mean, if this, they made it. This is what, 82? <laughs> Come on. The Apple II just came hey, out. Hey, man, if we can't find Rome Guy. If we can't find Samim. <laughs> what what is the latest with Samim? No one knows. Oh, he he dropped off years ago. Wow, it's a bummer, man. He dropped off years ago. We used, to, I mean, we it, it was a pleasure to get email from him. Oh yeah, we got so excited. Novels. He, he has a jingle. 
We'll see you in here. That's right. That's Letters the first from jingle. First ever that's, jingle. That, that's before the email jingle and everything. Yeah. You know what? I had someone write in once, Senator. and they were like, "What are you saying in the email jingle?" <laughs> they asked that. Like, What'd you uh, say? It says metal up your podcast emails. <laughs> metal up your podcast emails. You could tell that's what it was said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. Shit, we grow her done and then start leaving this room. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Put it, um, What's we'll, it, what we'll get a new category over. We'll call it uh, DOL, Devoid of Life. And we'll wow. Put each song up there every time we work on it. <laughs> I, I interpret that as going forward. In oh, here we go. Thanks, Phil. Of the, of the music. Where Wrong day for the shirt, Phil. It's not Hawaiian shirt day. It's Monday, Phil. Concerned about that's good. Yeah, let's spend some more time taking away from the few hours we have a day to make music by talking about psycho babble bullshit. <laughs> Man, that you could tell that hurt Phil's feelings. Oh yeah, his feelings. His fillings. this is Paul's favorite scene. This by is the my way. favorite I'm scene. Happier when you're not in here. Lars eating. Just watch how he shoves stuff in his mouth. Now I can sit here and stew in my anger and my frustration. Wiping his hands on the couch, by the way. Oh <laughs> <laughs> he wiped his hands on the couch. He's been doing that in green rooms for 20 years. He's Listen. 20 years of hatred. Sold 100 million records. Now look at it. 20 years of hatred sold 100 million records. Now look at us. Wow. That bite and right there. Then massive half bite. a sandwich in my mouth at once. <laughs> that was like, yeah, that, that bite was like the fight fire with fire bite. Oh, Lars right. visits his childhood hometown. It's like not J- Lars. It's like Jason. Is that Lance Armstrong? That's Fred Durst, bro. Or is that Lars with the goatee? That's Lars for sure. He runs right, like that? He's got a weird run. <laughs> he's got a weird gait, bro. He does have like a Fred Dirtz look That was to not him. Lars, was it? That yeah. That was definitely Lars for sure. Oh, with Rob. That's why I spent 17 years right in there. Who lives there now? So this is post-audition, obviously. I'm not kidding you. It's a fertility clinic. Up there on the balcony. Wow, Lars lived there? That's a weird house. Where he sat and listened to... Miles Davis and Coltrane records, and that's the shit right there. Copenhagen was sort of the uh, hotbed of jazz music. Oh, that was his childhood home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm slow. That's Sorry. Yeah, Rob's in fucking Denmark with him. Wow. Hey, before we play our first show with you, Rob, you're coming to Denmark with me, okay? It's part of the audition. Yeah, I'm giving you a hometown tour. He's like, hey man, whatever I got to do to cash that million dollar check. He totally has a Fred Durst goatee. Yeah, dude, they were in. <laughs> Lars was into that show. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why you know when people like Hetfield and so on sit there and talk about you know their childhoods and all. He's like, it's just one of those days <laughs> when you want to go to Denmark. <laughs> dude, Limp Biscuit at that time, we have to remember, man. Huge, huge. Selling out arenas, top of the charts. Yep. He was fucking Britney Spears, who at the time was like the most desirable person in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maximum celebrity. That's. Yeah, that's right. And 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 this whole era of that band is about them feeling like they were becoming irrelevant. Totally. So he was latching onto that. His house. How do you mean? It's pretty gothic looking to me. Yeah, it looks like a church. Rob really ages well. I know. As man. you mean, he hasn't aged at all. Right. 
how old is <laughs> this school this my dad went to school here too and his brother that's true i definitely went to school there so we learned how to fly my carpet we had the uh we had the same teacher my dad's danish teacher was my danish teacher no fucking shit i think in in denmark they call them so teachers from home to school <laughs> Go to school there till two. Yeah, you don't say my English teacher. No, you don't say, you don't say my American teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it all kind of evolved. Hi, hi. Do I know more release? Snaga here, two seconds. Are we allowed to be here filming if a documentary? Half even Zane. It wasn't until I moved to LA and, and the whole. Kind of my dad is Torben. <laughs> my Torben, Torben. My dad was taught here by a Danish I teacher. Walked around blindly ignorant to the fact that. One day I was gonna, you know, be a professional tennis player. Because here it's such a small country, I was sort of somewhat also because of. Isn't it crazy to think about the fact that if Lars pursued tennis, there would be no Metallica? Wow, he tried to zero Metallica. He was a hotshot in in Copenhagen, and then he came to the States, and the competition was crazy. Or there might have been a Metallica because James came up with the name and stuff, but well, there would have been Leather Charm. I mean, they they might have just released Hardware to Self-Destruct. And then he walked away. We'll be watching some kind of leather charm. All right. Metallica work on My World. My World, yeah. Oh, my God. Bob Rock in a backwards hat, rocking denim. That Bob Rock is like me in five years. In the, the look, <laughs> not, the, not the accolades. If that was a Jordan hat. Seriously, that's me. <laughs> uh, you wrote the song, dude. Tell us what oh, was. Uh, well, the guitar sounds a lot duller. I like the other guitar. <laughs> I don't know. I like that real staccato single note stuff. But... I like the staccato. Stuff. Yeah, no, I don't that think riff. there's any question that that's a great thing to have up front on the left side. It's more like what goes on the right, what goes behind it. So they're just having a mixing combo? When I heard the track yesterday, I thought the, the guitar sounded really thin. Maybe just reviewing what they did the previous day. to the guitars. Um, and so it was just like, you know, do you quadruple them? Well, the more you, the more you <laughs> add... Kirk looks like he ate face. a Sour Patch Kid and said no. Yeah. You'll, yeah, less definition in the riff you'll have. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the hang part of the riff the way you just played it. <coughs> the bad eye. It's all negative, though, man. There's nothing... Yeah. What a downer. You gotta, like, temper that. Yeah, there has to be positive. It's a pull-off, so it's a... You know, in a way, it's a hang. Eh, eh. So maybe just get rid of that hang, and it might be cool if he played that, like double strings, like he's doing. I do like hearing yeah, him talk keep the left that one. technically, well, yeah. mm-hmm. even though it's kind of boring. Right. Are, it's so interesting it's Kirk to, play that. to see them talk about the shit the way we talk about it when we're in this room making an album. <laughs> right. Yeah. We talk Let's that way. Yeah. Let's do first before you go out there. Okay. Um, like your guitar sound. Let's have Kirk play it. No, um, I'm not necessarily saying that. I, uh, if we're just going to do the choruses, why don't we just go do the choruses then with you? Right no now. one would prefer Kirk play over James if it's a rhythm part. Okay. So I don't think that's a But problem. there's no lead parts in the record. Right. So, right. what do you do? Can, can I just say something about the solos? <laughs> Kirk. Yeah, Kirk holding it down, man. We got Uncle Milty right there. Dude, you got like the greatest rhythm heavy metal guitar player of all time. There's no problem there. Yeah. That was kind of a weird moment of James being kind of insecure about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. By the way, this is the easiest stuff he ever played, dude. This yeah. isn't disposable heroes or fucking battery. No, or black and. Oh. Do that again, ever. Would you put some fucking shoes Don't on? Tell me what to do. You shouldn't put your foot under his wheel. Love. <laughs> okay, now can I show you the flaw in the drumming? Hey. Oh, face. Oh, this is pre-beat detective, I guess. Make sure that this snare in both the breaks is at the time. Was beat detective Why a couldn't thing? they just fix that? They're doing it yeah, right it's now. It's really going to beat the life out of it. <laughs> you, have a lot, you have a lot of experience in that. <laughs> okay, no, we'll leave it out of time. Huh? We'll just leave it out of time. Dude, they are dysfunctional, yeah, man. Yeah, this is toxic, right? All right, next clip. Raiders Fallout? Oh, this is the gig they did at the parking lot of the the Raiders, right? Yep. Yeah, Bob on bass. Bob on bass singing some pretty killer harmonies, too, like on Fuel. I always think about Fuel. Whenever I think of Bob singing harmonies, I think... That's a good thing because they're a little bit. Nokia ringtone in the back. Yep. <laughs> There's one thing that came up yesterday. Toby came to me uh, during halftime. No one wants to hear about Toby, Phil. About I love that Clint's like legitimately just watching this. <laughs> well, because Phil, I think he did life coaching for the Raiders. That's the connection? So this is the connection. Ah. We're tracing the thread here. I thought it was the Kansas City Chiefs. He, well, that's where he's from. But he did the Raiders, and he also did Rage Against the Machine. Yep. And that worked. <laughs> worked out great. <laughs> Although they're having kind of a nice little time. Now, 20 years later. It only took 20 years. No big deal. <laughs> I think it sucks that all these bands have finally said, like, you know what? Let's put all our differences aside. 2020 is our year. All these massive tours, and then they yeah, all got canceled. This is Toby. He's got beautiful, um, beautiful guys, locks of hair. Who is this guy? Kind of Ooh, a bunch of homos. What? what? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, he's just, he's just got, it's obviously it's divorced from it yet. And no. That has to be worked out. Because it's affecting people still, like right. this. I mean, the only way I can think of to put it, you know, it kind of feels like sometimes a, a child of divorced parents. You know, <laughs> I've left I think you're talking about Jason. Called me. Yeah. Well, we probably thought that you were calling to get back in the band. And then when we found out that we were doing our thing yesterday, we probably thought that maybe, like, like somehow, but you guys missing each other. Is Lars eating a, like, a scoop of cream um, cheese? Not right. we'll just get Bob or something. <laughs> Well, I'm sure tons of stuff's going through his head. All he has to do is call back and say, let's get together and get the stuff out of his head. These fucking ringtones, I love it. Dude. And why does Lars eat so violently? Hey. How's it going, man? All right, we're just having a meeting. So it's a good time to call, actually. Oh, is that Jason? Okay, looking forward to it. <laughs> I need a gas pump in my studio. You do. Surprise you don't. It's amazing. All right. So the fifth. I still think Phil should be there because I think that, that Jason can handle himself. That's fine. Yeah. I wow. think we can handle hmm. ourselves. Maybe the homo thing he's talking about is this. 
getting in touch with the feelings and stuff. That is what he was doing. I think he's fearful of this process. Was that him on the phone? Yeah. Wow. And how strong it is, and he's fearful of that. So does that mean that there was talk of him? I mean, like Jason maybe wanted to rejoin the band. I'm still unclear on that. This stuff, you know. But just rock, man. Metal's in my veins, you know. Well, because I guess you know, this is before the chemo's gig, stuff, you know? so this is like the first time I, they I really played, right? Yeah. So maybe he just expected a courtesy call, which isn't him wanting to be back in the band, yeah. right? So that guy with the beautiful hair, <laughs> with some sort of liaison. He really thought you guys were going to fall apart. He wants to be in the band. Yeah. He's never wanted to leave the band. He just did it to hurt you guys. So was was it was Jason bummed out they played that Raider show and like he should have been there? Sounds like it. Or he he should have gotten a phone call. Like known about it, maybe. Yeah. But he quit the band. He quit the fucking band. Man, that's tough. Wow. So this is now, this before it. Yeah. Raiders tailgate show. James getting his top gun on with his glasses. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Tennessee Titans? <laughs> yeah, but the cameras weren't rolling. <laughs> if you're really psyched about it, then... Tell us, or at least I'd like to know if you're really psyched about it, because it's a pretty big thing to mount in four days if it's not a big deal. But if it's something, you know what, guys, it would really be fucking cool for me if we could do this. Yeah, they need thing. James to set the tone. You know, yeah, right. Just say that. Okay. This is probably the best scenario we could have. <laughs> if we're talking about next time, you know, Monday Night Football, the Raiders or something, that might be cool too, but this is cooler. You know, this is your, this is your thing. You know, it's a great way to get back out there. That's a full-on Cosby sweater. <laughs> I mean, full-on. Every color of the rainbow. For me, for me, playing at the yeah, half sounds like Cliff Burns. Yeah. AFC playoff game is a really big deal. I was born with Raider stuff on, man. So. Uh, I've got the support of the guys, and that's what. Okay, that's what wait a minute, man. Do you really want to do it? Then we'll go try and do it. Yeah. Right, but you guys are you guys are happy to play with Bob as a baseball? I didn't think about that at all. What does that mean? Mm. You know, like whenever there's a shot of Bob, just put. Don't put show producer, me. Yeah. Producer, <laughs> temporary, temporary only. base player, John Lincoln. Well, then arrow. Sorry, girls, he's married. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, but they're having to deal with that, right? They're yeah. having to deal with the image of what does it look like for us as a huge band. And that's a big deal. Without a bass player, what does yeah. it mean if Bob is is the... They're having to draw those lines. He's the temporary bass player. Yeah. But what better option is there besides Jason? Phil. Phil, Phil on Tal. bass. Yeah. A little guy named Phil Tal. Yeah. Love that. Love it. What are they talking about? Running tracks? Lip syncing. 
No, pre-recording and yeah. playing to it. Other than James's vocal. That that still happens today. We're not going to not do the gig because there's a possibility we might not sound good because there's some guy who doesn't know how to mix sound. That's not a reason to not do this. What a fucking okay. hero. I want to hear you say something positive about why you think this is a good idea. Good. Nice, James. You guys want it. You want to do it. I don't think it makes a damn bit of difference What about doing something like, you know, playing the parking lot to all those guys after having the... the bu- no, before the game. Film it. I'll mix it while the first half's going. And get him to show that. You're in with all the Raider fans going nuts. Dude, that is killer. So that was Bob's idea. Awesome. No idea. Dude, wow. Bob put his hands up. Field goal. Field goal. Yeah, touchdown. Is that what it's called? A hat touchdown. trick. Yeah. It's called a hat trick in football. Grand slam. Sounds cool. Love it. What does Phil think? Phil, okay. are you in? Oh, he smiled. Good. Phil was for sure there, right? Okay, so I'm well, I love uh, what what happened there was. I like it. A lot of times, the artists and the management don't understand like the uh, like the big picture. Is this a pause Well, just moment? what it takes technically hang to pull on, something to pull it off. Yeah, guys, let's hit pause. Guys, let's, guys, let's talk guys, about this. guys. We need to talk about this in detail. Well, let, let me clear something that I think I'm confused about. So until Bob had that idea. Was the conversation that they would be playing the halftime show? I think it was show. the halftime yes. show, yeah. Like the way that like Lady Gaga does it. Well, they do. They still do that at all the. And they do pre-record those, or they play the tracks. Those aren't live. Not all of them. Like, uh, like maybe Springsteen or Paul McCartney. Right. Prince I've was read, live. I've read that Prince was the only one that was 100% live. So uh, what, that could be wrong, but. So okay. So just to get this right for me, so the offer came in to do the halftime show. Management saying, doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make it, it doesn't, well, he was saying it doesn't advance your career. So if you're going to do it, you should just make sure it's all real tight. Right. Meaning, you sing live over pre recorded stuff. It's not totally the tracks because you actually recorded it. Mm-hmm. And James is saying, fuck that. No yep. fucking way. Yeah, he's yep. not, yeah, we're not doing it unless it's all live. And you got James pushing back real hard. I mean, like, I need you, my manager, who takes a big cut of everything I made mm-hmm. to tell me something, something positive. positive. Yep. I love that. That was great. You know what I'm going to do? Tomorrow, when I go home, and my kids have been in school all day, virtually online, I'm going to walk in the house, I'm going to say, I need you guys to tell me something positive yeah. about today. Yeah. Well, you would mentioned a little earlier, now that we're paused, we can sort of spend a little time here. Sure. When they were talking about the guitar part wasn't right, and James thought it was too dull, Lars thought it was too thin, and then Bob suggested Kirk redo it, and then James was like, it was, you were saying it was all negative. Yeah. It was like you can't have too much like how many comments can go by totally that are that are maybe even like uh constructively critical mm-hmm. but you got to throw in a few yep yeah but you guys are great you sound great it's like what is the morale yeah. thing absolutely right of course and a lot of people don't realize that when they're going into the creative process like when you know what my biggest pet peeve is honestly when we when everybody goes out on the floor and we work for a couple of hours to get a pass that moves me, makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I'm looking from a 10,000 you know, foot point of view. I know there's warts all over it. People have stuff to fix, whatever. We go into the control room and we listen. And I know that it's the pass. It just needs massaging. Mm-hmm. And then... I look over and either the artist or another musician or whatever 
isn't enjoying it because they're only focused on the three things that we need to fix, but they can't see that the rest of it is amazing. The forest for the trees. Yeah. Right, of course. Exactly. Yes. That's when I get frustrated. I'm like, can we just have two seconds to high-five each other about what we just accomplished? Right. Yeah. And then we'll fix everything. That's not the the big deal. Of course, yeah. You know? That, that's a frustrating part. And so when they were in the studio and everybody's only talking about what's not good about the guitars from yesterday, that drains energy out of the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you need someone in there that's like, you know what? Let's redo them, but with these changes, and that'd be awesome, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I think that Bob, who is one of my favorite producers of all time, I think when you get to day 400 of this... How could he not be like, you know what? I don't have the energy to do down. that. Yeah, today. for sure. Remember that scene from the, the making of the Black Album? It's It's got to be towards the end because they're just doing mixing stuff. And Bob's like got his feet on the console. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even give a shit anymore. Yep. And he's talking about <laughs> probably the greatest metal album of all time. Yeah. Which they probably didn't know it would be that, but they probably knew it was real fucking good. Yeah, And he's Very like, special. I'm just so fucking tired that I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? wasn't on the camera is I think that he gets that out and then I think he does circle back around and he's like, okay, what do we All right, do let's to get to work. Let's right, get to exactly. Work. Yeah, yeah. And that comes out in the therapy where he's like, it just comes down to how, how, many, you, yeah. how many hours a day are you going to yeah. put in? Mm -hmm. I love when he says that. They kept that in the actual doc. When he, yeah. I think that's, that, that, that fuck scene, yeah. Bob does get that out where he's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, he's like, dude, I get it. You have your structure that you need. I get Lars over here is like we need to be able to make a record that's not a four hour, a four hour little window, dude. Especially I can't twelve imagine. to four. Mm -hmm. Twelve to four is not the most productive time, right? You want to get a lot done before lunch because after lunch there's a little bit of a weird crash. Yeah, yeah. slight crash. And then a lot of great albums are made kind of deep, yeah. deep in the night. Oh yeah. yeah. Why do you think we're here right now? Making uh, a great making album. Making a great album. Yeah, a great pocket. We were called a treasure. This is an album, right? I mean, now. podcasts are the new album, so here we are. <laughs> Damn, dude! All right, shall we dip back in? All right, let's go. Yeah. Are All we right. good? Did we did we do it? Did we solve the problems? I think so. I just I just love that in that last scene, Bob had the idea for the truck bed concert in the parking lot. Yeah, man, he fucking nailed awesome. it. I, listen, and you know what he did? Metal did? police stand down. I did not know that. I didn't know. I acknowledge that. Okay. I think, but I think Paul's right too. Like, it, it, just to cap this off, to bring really bring it all around, actually. Mm -hmm. Bob solved that problem. He did. And James was fucking not in a... Obviously, he was in a quote-unquote shit mood. Mm -hmm. And it was Bob that really provided the solution that neutralized the entire room. And, yeah. the, and you could see after that, James got excited. Yeah. And on to, to, to go on top of that for please, a moment. Please, Bob not only suggested that, came up with the idea of the parking lot concert, and said, during the first half, I'll mix it. Yes, and then during halftime, that's what they play. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? He put them at ease when he said that. He said, "When he said I'll mix it, he's he's just saying I'm going to make it sound real yeah. good." Right. And what I love about that is it shows how every piece of this puzzle has to exist for this circle to run. Like yeah. you need management to be the the people that talk to uh, the sports people. I don't yeah, that facilitate sports. it. I mean, yeah, they yeah. get it ready. Yeah. You need the artist to have the vision. James wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. He's been a Raiders fan since birth. And then you need a technical guy that can be like, "Look, all that's garbage. Play it in the in the in the thing before. Right. I'll right. mix it, and then it'll be great." It's and, 
No, I totally agree. And it's amazing, too, how much really the biggest cog in that is they need James to be excited. Right. Remember that scene, a few scenes before this, where Lars is like, I just need to know where you're at with this. Because if you tell me this is something you're excited about, then awesome. And they, in the actual documentary, when they're talking about that MTV icon, they're like, well, the official offer came in to do it. It's May 3rd. uh, Yeah. And they all kind of looked at James. And James is like, yeah, man, I'm psyched. Let's yeah. do it. And that's when everyone's kind of like, right. yeah. well, cool. Yeah. We're going to do this as Metallica. Yeah. Well, and to a bigger notion of that, I think, come on, man. Clint, I got to edit that st- out later. Come on, stop hitting the microphone. I think that that, in essence, is what Sane Anger is to me, mm-hmm. is every other Metallica album is James engaged and centered and in control of his own life. Mm-hmm. And this... You know, you could call it a rehab record or call it, you know, uh, the low point in Metallica's career. But really, I think it's James kind of lost in refining himself and the rest of the band getting a record done because they needed to. Yeah. In mm-hmm. this. And that's, you know, I'm thankful for this record because it gave us another, another what, 20 years. 20 years yeah. of Metallica. And, so I wouldn't have it any other way, and I listen to the record from that standpoint. But it is missing James at his peak. You still couldn't jog to it. I, I still couldn't. <laughs> couldn't even well, put almost, in my almost. daily jog that I do every day. Yeah. Well, wait to hear Lulu. Stopped. Yeah. And I can do that jog to like August and everything after. I can oh, do yeah. it to like the you're slowest. Just, you're just listening to Anna McGinn's crying. Yeah. It was just Her kindness bangs a gong and you're yeah. crying. And, and my time is like under nine minutes a mile. But then St. <laughs> Anger comes on and I'm like, shoot, yeah. I've been running for 11 minutes and I haven't even gotten right. half a mile. I haven't even left my front porch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was beautifully said, Paul. Let's uh, get back in and see what other right. treasures okay. there are to Tangent discover. City. Let's do it. It's great. Everyone loves Tangent City, dude. Everyone wants to buy a first class ticket. The metal police don't. <laughs> oh, are they rehearsing fuel? Yeah, yeah, getting ready for the gig, dude. This is a good show, too. I mean, they only play like seven or eight songs. Just spray, spray paint backdrop. Great Bob harm. doing that high yeah. harm, man. Dude, I bet he does good harmonies. He does. Yeah. We call him harms on the show. That's a little biz. It's a little biz lingo. I call it Parmesan cheese. <laughs> call it. Parmesan cheese. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> dude, Raiders. Craziest fans in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, dude, those are some crazy fans. Man, for sure. When they when the Raiders were in LA, I went to a game as a kid, and, and yeah. I was scared. Yeah, they're intimidating fans, aren't they? Oh yeah. Kirk's like, what's football? <laughs> They're in like the same green room Winnebago that I've been in at festivals. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They didn't have anything nicer. I love that Bob is playing the telly bass for this. Yeah. That reminds me of Sting, man. Don't say search and seek and destroy and then start smiling as you're. <laughs> 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 Maybe I should wear like a mask or something. It's so fun playing this kind of music. Like, yeah, he's playing like the Sting. Bob just lost the gig right yeah, there. Yeah, totally. You're fired. He's playing like Sting's signature bass. Totally, yeah. Okay. 
They love it. They love Bob. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I wonder how much they talk to Bob these days. Oh no. They gotta be homies still. Yeah. You can't do all that and not love each other. Is that Miles? Yeah, that's Miles. To me, for a, uh, a halftime show thing or whatever. That's Kerry King. Kerry King was there. <laughs> no, or is that the Metal Police? Oh. Dude, Zach's all over this thing. Right? Clint, how many Winnebago's have you been in your life? <laughs> Too many, man. Uh-oh. Shirtless. Hot. Sexy time. See, that's the Sabbath True guitar, so they were playing Seek a whole step down. Yeah. He's even shedding the vocals, dude. He's trying, man. I bet that's I'll, the, I'll tell you what. That's the best background vocal. I'll tell you what, he had. sounds better than Rob. Yeah. I hate to say it. You said it. But I, I think didn't. he sounds better than Jason. Hey, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, bro. No, okay, Jason has the guttural growl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bob's holding like a pitch, right? Bob's actually singing. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing. Dude, you might have gotten canceled from another podcast yeah. for saying that, bro. I love Jason. Bob's Bob. like, oh shit, I guess I have to actually go out and do this. Because it's all fun and games till it's time yep. to get the deck. Oh, yeah. I really don't think we take our shirts off enough. I, mm. I've, I've tried it. I did it at a few Matthew Mayfield shows. <laughs> oh, man. I oh, did. man. Where? That's Athens, what? Georgia. Big, big club. <laughs> oh, you and no that? one came. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude. You come out the first two songs that are barn burners with your shirt off, it's fine. Then the third song's Fire Escape with your shirt off. Chill, mellow vibes. Like super mellow, chill, yeah. dude. That felt weird. Yep. Do those. Oh, except the bass position in Metallica. Look at him nailing that Bells part. He's smiling, dude. Dude, how fucking fun would it be to play that Bells part, the Cliff's dude. part, with Metallica? Crazy. That part's nuts in puppets, man. He's nailing it, though, dude. He's a good player. He's not doing all downstrokes, but whatever. Metal police. Woo, 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 woo. Uh oh. Whoa. Tennessee. Was the, were they the Tennessee Titans in 2004? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder who won the game that day. Asking the wrong dude, man. <laughs> Don't email us. I, if you saw confidence in my voice when I said, yeah, that they were the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> I just was backing up Ethan. I did see it. As a Metallica fan or just in general, 
to me, this kind of halftime show is so much more badass than any big, massive production. Oh, yeah. It's like spray-painted backdrop yeah. on a truck Because it's real. Yeah, it's, real. it's just real. And a lot of football fans are like blue-collar, real, yeah. yep. hard-rock-loving motherfuckers, you know? Yep. But didn't didn't Metallica go on some interview saying they'd never be able to do the NFL halftime show? Well, what was the gig they ended up doing the night after gig? Too heavy for halftime. Too heavy for halftime. Yeah. So it was the year. Real quick. Yeah. Pause. Uh, real quick. It was basically um, I can't remember who they got that year. Coldplay or somebody. And there was a ton and a ton of Metallica fans that basically like. We're trying to like get a petition going to get Metallica to play at the halftime show because yeah. they never have. And, and they would rule. And they would rule, but and they chose somebody else. And Metallica's basically like, all right, fuck it. Uh they basically booked out Giants sta- uh baseball stadium. No way. And streamed it. I was sitting at home, like I made a bowl of popcorn and sat there and watched the whole thing. It was fucking badass. Wow. It was called Too Heavy for Half. It wasn't the only bowl you made. Hey yo. <laughs> Another just a, it was also a bowl of chili. Bowls yeah. on parade. Oh, no. bowls on parade. Anyways, that's about it. Cool with it now. Jason left, and it's been a pretty long journey to get to this very moment right here. And so, um, by the luck of the draw, you're the first guy into the door. I'm kind of like the guinea pig. It's not really luck of the draw. <laughs> Yeah, you had to earn Please it. Don't worry about modesty because I think it's important that we know what oh, do you hell. think you Oh my god, the most thing. yellow Charlie Brown sweater ever. Well, like I was saying, I mean, I was talking to Lars, and uh, as far as like the performance angle of things, you know, that's all there. Right after the Ozfest, I was out with Zach Wilde's band, Black Label Society, and we did two weeks. We did uh, 11 shows in 14 days. We only had hotel room two days in two weeks and maybe uh, three showers in the two weeks. They're like, "Uh, that's not how we rock it here, bro. Yeah. But, you know, and then I I had two overnight equipment drives on the equipment truck, you know what I mean? Where he drove the equipment truck for Black Label Society? Sounds like it. Someone needs to tell that dude Hey, you don't have to do that. Yeah, bro. being the bass player. And- <laughs> you're not so, Rob, the tour you, manager. Yeah. Rob, are you saying that you're down to drive one yeah, of the yeah. semi trucks? <laughs> He's going to play bass every night and drive truck 18. Yeah. Yeah, that's not in the job description, dude. I enjoy contributing into a, uh, a creative process. You know what I mean? I like to, as a bass player, I think it's exciting. It's, it's fun. And it's supposed to be fun, right? So. It's all about. Yeah. Pop ahead. It's not been fun sometimes for us. It's all up to him, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it seems like you guys are having fun now. You know what I mean? I mean, just from yeah. what I'm hearing and everything. And I mean, it's been fun. Other albums, for sure. But this is the first time. <laughs> the ones that took you to the ends of the earth. What about the? Um, some people do better being involved with different projects. It's like, like Phil's like, interviewing him. I know. With that loud ass fucked out sweater, man. Hi, welcome, Dude. welcome to Gap. How can I help you? Oh uh, yeah, my name's Phil. Uh, do you have a sweater that is the same color as the, the most perfectly ripe lemon? What's the actual? What's the actual part of the sun's rays of light that blind children? I'd like a sweater in that in that color palette, please. No hood, please. I just feel I feel that I felt that question had an agenda to it. 
Nice. Yeah, the agenda was just to find out what you're saying. Lars is like, all of us are wearing one shirt, Phil. Yeah, look at Robert's nice plum, unoffensive plum shirt. Mm -hmm. And you have a sweater and a shirt underneath it. I would want to be as comfortable as possible. And I guess this is like I, Lars I looking out for his buddy. Yeah. They're buddies. In my space feel as comfortable as possible. Thank you, Fred. I mean, I think it depends on Thank you for I, that. You know, we always go back to what the motive is, you know. And if we, I can look at my motive. My motive is uh, not Keep about my job. protecting or not protecting. Yeah. It's about giving Rob and the band the best shot at understanding each other. It might bring everybody... God, what a fucking bullshit artist. Clarity. Robert's like, I'm going to eat this muffin now. <laughs> totally. All right, Robert no. goes snowboarding. snowboarding. Wow. Wearing a Metallica shirt. All right, so Clint, you just put that out there. Yeah. Do you think that is this Metallica... Is a is No, this a no, he's snowboarding, okay. dude. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm with you. Do you think that Metallica could have survived without Metallica Phil? Has definitely <sighs> I mean, hell yeah. So much change. But, I mean, i got to take the band's word for it. you got James Hetfield saying at some point, he's like, feels like a guardian angel and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's so much, even though they filmed 7,000 days of this and we right. got to see a lot of it, there's still a lot we didn't see. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think we have the band without St. Anger. Yeah. Totally agree. I don't think we have the band without Bob Rock. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm telling you, man. From what I see in the documentary, from what I see in this, from what I've read in Joe Berlinger's book, I, I don't see it. I don't see, I, and here's what I definitely don't see, a $40,000 a month paycheck making any sense. I think Pay Bob Rock $40,000 a month. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it for 10. I'll do it for 9.5. I'll do it for 5. But I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He might have really done a lot for them. I would imagine that when he came back from rehab without yeah. without Phil there, coming back from rehab, I'd imagine Hetfield right away would have kind of like laid the groundwork like this is what I need. And I don't I, know, man. I, I, you're pretty I, fragile when you you're come fragile, back. but really, really I, I feel fun. like if even if he mentions stuff like, "Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what my new life needs to be." I think Bob Rock would have stepped up as, yeah. as a Phil, and, type and I think their character. management would have too. Yeah, and and honestly, Jason's talked about how Phil's one of the big things that really really sealed the deal. Where, where Jason's like, after everything we've dealt with, we couldn't, we couldn't figure squillions. this. Yeah, we the millions and squillions of shit we've been through. Yeah, conquering the world, we couldn't deal with this. Yeah, we have to have this fucking disheveled hair, the Cosby sweater motherfucker telling us about <laughs> our feelings. And it here's what it definitely didn't do. It didn't make a better album. No. Do you think that Phil is is maybe good at his job, but did not understand? What it good at his job in a sports arena? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not able to take it to something as personal as a band to, like Yeah, you can try to shoehorn all that mumbo jumbo into a rock band, but you know that you work with a million rock bands. Yes, yeah. the dynamics are right. Crazy. I'll tell you this much: the minute you start hanging, you know, uh, zone it stickers. Zone, zone it. <laughs> You've lost around it. the studio. Your ass is out of there, dude. Yeah. Well, I love that Bob Rock stands up to that. It's Bob yeah. Rock who's like, "This shit's bugging me today." Yeah. Because he's like, "It's not. It doesn't work for me." Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're basically here at the moment where it's like, "Should filming continue?" Five years ago, 
They said, we're not prepared. So this is right after James get back, gets back from rehab. And reveal ourselves. And when you approached us... That's, the, that's Bruce Sanofsky who passed away. Oh, man. We thought you could. And, you know, it's very revealing. You haven't seen any of the footage and stuff. But it's, it's very intimate. And Whose car alarm is going off in the background? The it might be the metal police. <laughs> I think we're making a really important film. That's Joe Berlinger. This is an this is an important meeting because this is them basically convincing James, not the band, James, to keep making the film. Right. Yeah. So they're showing him parts of the film. Just a little twenty-minute sort of, what do you call those? Like a little demo. Like a sizzle reel. Sizzle reel. Yeah. A vignette, maybe. Look at that TV, dude. That was the nicest TV you could buy at the time. It's pre-LCD. And that hits hard, dude. That yeah. that riff is mm-hmm. awesome. There's some kind of monster riff is dope. Yeah. <laughs> Lars is not loving that. James is in, dude. Yeah, they they hook it with the whole. The whole point of the meeting was to hook James. Right. Yeah. And they did. Playboy interview comes out. And Ooh. a quote by Lars's photograph saying that there's not anybody in the band that hasn't had a case of drip dick or crabs during the course of their time. It's completely unfair. Now, if he's speaking for himself, that's fine. <laughs> I totally did that. The other guys, that's fine. I've never seen that. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, this is teaching Kirk the riff. Kirk. 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 Paul. Paul. They're laughing, dude. <laughs> they Even get it, Kirk's man. laughing too. That's what I love about this band, man. They don't take themselves. Too yeah, serious. they could laugh at it. <laughs> it's crazy how, how serious this meeting went right away, and then when they start watching this stuff, it's yeah. like it lightens up so fast. Well, because they didn't know what it would be. Right. There it is. Let's hammer it out on each other, or in the studio. I don't want to pick a fight. You're just sitting here being a complete dick. You're, you're really helping The that. face palm. You're really good at that. So that's like See, but now they know what it is. The Osbournes. James said it was very healthy to see it. Well, it's hard to watch some of it, which is good. Should be hard to watch some of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good that you saw some footage in a way. Normally we don't like that, but I think there's a better understanding of what we're actually doing. And if you feel more comfortable, you know, saying like you just did when we first saw you, you know, I don't want this film, that's fine. Okay, cool. We'll leave. Well, I appreciate you guys breaking the norm yeah. to do this because it, it did help a lot with me. Yeah, I saw myself on there being pretty real, and it was kind of cool to see that. Hmm. Man, I saw myself slam a door that this makes never slam. Slam, but it's never too early to start talking about packaging. What a lot of bands are doing now is they're coming up with special stuff to try. Oh to wow, weird! Wow, this guy's into packaging. <laughs> this is a digipack. Instead of file sharing it, sales and music too soon. Down almost too soon, bro. Oh, shit. So we got a pack called Spotify. Forty percent. Forty percent. In the last two years. That's that's a lot. All right, I can see where we're going. That's almost half. And it's all to packaging. This is the Pearl Jam. 
Pack. Hell yeah, Riot Act. Nice Look at that. Look. That's not the shape of your traditional CD booklet. It slides right in here. It's thinner, like it's it. taller. That's very expensive. This is the Tom Petty one. Here's the CD. Metallica. Is it too expensive for Metallica? You knew you're pitching this to Metallica. Tom Petty. I just bought the Wildflowers vinyl. Came out this week. Nice. Oh, did it just come out? The reissue? Yeah. Plus all the bonus shit? Yes. And? I bought it. It's on the way. I, I'm going to buy it tonight. Yeah. It's going to cost money. Do it. Damn, it's been out of print. Yeah. Wild, oh, yeah. Wallflowers. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, it's got all of his... Demos, right? Yeah. So Amazing. Did you get on vinyl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what do you think I bought? A CD? Uh, maybe, a, maybe a triple cassette. <laughs> no, that's Ethan's world. Yep. Cassette world. <laughs> yeah, dude, you were on the cassette train, bro. You are too. Me too. Yeah. 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 But I got the boombox. <laughs> Ethan brought the boombox to the studio the other day. Oh yeah, you did. Of course, in the car, I was like, yeah. There's where that guy had that idea. No one's ever done that. No one's ever done that. Interesting. No one's ever played their album live. Oh, so the surprise gig, Kimos. This is when they're hanging out at Kirk's. Oh yeah. And James is like. All of Kirk's shit's so weird. Look at that. <laughs> what is that? It's a fossilized cave bear, bro. And that's the actual thing? Yeah. <laughs> is this the first time James has been to Kirk's it house really in that yes. area? He seems to be getting the master tour. He's got like 45 skulls out. Hominid Dude, skulls. With name tags. It's wacky. A skirt on it. And like a little like baton. A baton. He's like, man, I've known you for like 30 years, Kirk. You're a fucking weird motherfucker, dude. Saying, I just want to have fun with music and Metallica. And Lars had talked about kind of his disappointment. So I said, you know, look, guys, if you want to do a gig or something on some night before we take this break in June. And I'll learn, give me eight songs, and I'll just learn them, and, and we'll go... Another baller we'll producer move, Paul. Yeah. He's like, look, let's just put you in a club. Yeah, mm -hmm. They didn't let any recording in there. Right. <laughs> put it on record. I said so this in another time. episode. We didn't even find Bob Rock kept the band Wednesday together. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said that we the first... Play. You did the Bob Rock episode. Oh, yeah. That was 17 years ago. That really was. Amazing. You know, let us know when the band was done. What was the first band? Then, yeah, no. Metallica's no, no. Corpse Share. Cannibal Corpse? But I like that Echo they're not, they're nowhere Brand. near the venue. <laughs> they're just kicking it at Kirk's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He must live close. Yeah. yeah. Well, at one point, we'll see this. James gets a call from Zach, and they're worried about the attendance. And then he's what? like, oh, where he's like, we're good. Zach says it's packed. Mm. It's a little fucking 200 cap club, dude, in their hometown. But they're not, it's not labeled as Metallica, right? I think they, I mean, it was a quote unquote secret show. Hey, Zach, how, how are we looking? See? We're, we're all at Kirk's right now. It's packed. I'm not doing it. <laughs> that seems like it might be for the video. Yeah. Dude, they have to walk through the crowd. I've done so many shows like oh, that. Oh, yeah. The only way through or out is to go yeah, through no the fucking backstage. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky if there's like a little side door oh, yeah. right out to the street. Onto the stage, yeah. yeah. Except they knew who the band was. <laughs> exactly. That's the big difference. 
Bob Rock having fun. Dude, having the time of his life. Is James sitting down? Yeah, he sat on a stool for this gig. It's cool they played No Remorse. You can't not smile when you're playing with Metallica. No dude. joke. Yeah, for real. Uh, James hates it when the bass gets loud. Look who's right so fucking front and center in that scene. Phil. 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 Yeah, totally. Yeah, right, guys? Yeah, earplugs. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. It's a good bass tone. Yeah. Uh, he's got an impact. Is this, an, is this an SVT? Wait, God, I hope I'm not having too much fun here. <laughs> but uh, I really, uh, I really enjoyed going back and, and learning those songs. He's so cool, man. He is. Yeah. That was one of the only times they ever played. Uh, <sighs> fuck the the one of the Presidio session songs. The uh... <laughs> no need for sound effects, please. Nope, nope, you're not right. The money's the you're song not about right. the money. It's um son of a bitch. Does none of us know it, do we? I can't think of it. Oh, oh, let the something roll. Let the fucking uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. It rolls in there too, yeah. Dead dead Kennedy rolls. Dead Kennedy rolls. It's it's sushi roll, yes. They get in a the row. He crosses the street and gets in a fucking limo. They're in like the mission district. That was district. not happening in 83. <laughs> just like 83. Just like 83 when we got in the limo. Oh, not, as, not as limo. Outside, of, outside of fucking Shubas. The limo just left. It's just a regular sedan. <laughs> Metallica talking about bass players. Oh, this is the Pepper Keenan scene. Oh, I love this. I have seen this. I think I'm into this meeting thing. No, you called him. No, I had mentioned something to James. From Corrosion and Conformity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pepper's going to be around for, you know, tell the Super Bowl. James is really tight with Pepper. And Pepper's expressed some concern. He doesn't want to feel any favoritism going on. I just don't want to be weird, you know. I just didn't want it to seem like there was some kind of. And he's comfortable as shit with these dudes. Right. Man. He didn't give a fuck. Me over here every fucking day. You know. Okay. It's great that you do. throw it out there. And, and, the guys, in actuality, I just like. Stay a week you know. and we'll beat the other guys down with your presence. That's well, I, I, know that, I, I know that. I know that. I just didn't want. I didn't. You was know, that on the internet? Since y'all have this, this, you know, crazy open thing going, I was gonna get it off my freaking chest. You know. I was like, I didn't want anybody to think that I'm still communication. I'm trying to sponge my way in, you know, by thanks, any means. But thanks for bringing, thanks for bringing it out in the open, man. I don't know. I'm just saying, just friend to friend, you know. It's I've stayed up a couple hours at night thinking about it too. You know who it would be. If you guys just want somebody to just to play the freaking bass, I mean that's easy. But I know you don't. Yeah. Studio guy. Yeah, you can, wow, you I can love hire this dude. Some cat dude, could sing the dude, this dude, this dude is sick, man. You would love yeah, COC. Mm -hmm. Very Alice in Chains, but heavier. Yeah, I'm not into it. Heavier than Alice. I need to get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COC is dope. He's the front man. You know, yeah. I don't want to get all philosophical and shit, but that was a very strong character, you know. And they they don't come around often. You know, you got. He's talking about Cliff, right? 
Yeah. Maybe we should look in the classic rock arena. Where are the guys we don't know? They don't exist. I'll tell you, Lars, I have thought over and over. I know a lot about underground shit, and I have thought, I'm like, well, who in the hell could do that? I said, this guy might be a good bass player, but he can't sing a lick to save his ass. You know, (laughs) this guy's an okay bass player, but he's never written a song in his life, and he's never played it in front of more than 20 people. You know, that's why I personally racked my head trying to think who would be. And I came to, you know, three or four conclusions, too. James wanted Pepper Keenan. I know. Well, Jesus. Believe me, I'm not stupid. You know, I, oh, I I play music whether I leave here tomorrow. I'm still doing what I do. I'm not worried about it. You know. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just like how but comfortable I, I he is. Very. Yeah. He's cool as shit, man. But I think it's because he knew he wasn't going to take the gig. Yeah. He knew yeah. he because he's the front man of COC. And he, yep. he has his own trip, man. Touring confusion. Well, I thought we were going to be in Minneapolis. Because Peter Mensch got Voivod kicked off the bill. Call Peter Mensch. I don't know where Jason got his information, but I don't have a problem whatsoever with Jason being on the bill. In fact, I I welcome it. You know, it'd be good to see him. It'd be good to see Voivod. I I know Mensch has a problem with Jason. He wants to, like, rub him into the dirt as far as he can. Wow. I don't know if he'd go that far to do that. Peter Minch is their management. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, it is. Well, it is. What's left of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, question for yikes. Um, okay, Jason told Bruce that the reason why he canceled uh, the meeting was because Voivod got bumped off a bill in Europe when Peter Minch... Oh, called, come on. Uh, when Peter Minch said, uh, Jason Newstead or uh, Voivod are on the same bill as Metallica, Metallica aren't playing. Right, that's exactly what I said. You're right. I didn't even know he was in Voivod. He didn't even know he was in Voivod. I love it. Of course not. Come on. I love it. That's what we thought. I mean, yeah, that's what we thought. See you, man. Managers never lie either. Ever. Ever. All these rumors and this and that and this. And you gotta, it's like, it's like I'm just like getting to the point now. Like, you know, I have to shut myself off from all of it because I get so, do you know what I mean? I can't fucking deal. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Spend some time with him. I can't wear this green he shirt anymore. He's crying. He owes me three phone calls. Okay, so you you let messages post the um, him canceling the meeting. Yes. I almost feel like he he he's he's holding this part of it hostage now, because this would be the final chapter, and I think he's afraid to take that final step. The final count. Are they talking about Jason? What do yeah, we have to take Voivod out on tour with us just to prove the point? I mean, it's fucking so pathetic. It's just, this, this is like sandbox shit. This is like when I see my fucking my kid argue. Oh, with here's the he quit the fucking band shit. Play with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Seriously, this is the fucking sandbox. Well, he's wounded, huh? He's wounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know it's up to him to mend himself. That's where he goes off. Him every opportunity. He fucking left the band. He fucking left the band. Which part of that is? Randy Razorblade. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let's you go know? back to like, the gym. Oh, I'm out. Of, I'm out of here. He he You're walks curious. in. He's like he pretended to look for something. Yeah. He pretended to look for a capo. Where did that blade? Go? He was looking for a capo. He's like, God, it's not in here. Just... Where's that base capo? <laughs> which part of that got? Left out of the equation. 
the fuck did we turn into the bad guys? I don't understand that part. He fucking left the fucking band. Jesus Christ. I just love that when he's starting to ramp up, someone goes, well, he's wounded. And Lars goes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, another jump in the studio with Rob Trujillo. Oh, his audition. His audition. Trujillo. It was like football. You, you got to be at the end. Oh, this is great. It's where he introduces uh, himself. Yeah. James Sheffield, lead guitar, and uh, no. James Sheffield, rhythm guitar, and vocals. Lars Ulrich, trauma. Kirk Hammett, guitar, and uh, uh, attempted vocals. Roberto Acustin, Miguel Santiago, someone through here, Veracruz, <laughs> Kazoo. Yeah! <laughs> it's official. It's pretty awkward. Reschedule the dates for our next spring. It's all good. Welcome, Rob. Welcome. Thank you so Mama. much. Thank you so much. So, uh, how do you pronounce your last name? It's hard um, to bring someone into the biggest Jalio. band ever. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to land that. It's just hard to do. The studio side of the Met Club or the Met Club Metallica. Uh, this is exclusive. The real pronunciation of his last name. Trujillo. Oh, right. Come on, you can do it. Trujillo. You got Trujillo. You got to roll those R's. The longest standing Trujillo. bass player in Metallica. Yep. He's the guy. Yep. With a lot more co writes than Jason. He had a co write on every song on Death Magnetic. Yeah. So that's what, 11, 12 songs? Metal Police. And then also Man Unkind. Stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. If you say it enough, we'll believe it. And you can believe it for yourself, too. I believe it. Why not, Rob? Just fucking look at him, okay? Do air bass. Ready? Back up. Go. Come on. Yeah. Oh, he's getting the crab, 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 crab man. This is hard to watch. That's pretty rough, right? He's a kung fu motherfucker, man. He called him kung fu. Canceled. A kung fu motherfucker. Canceled. He's the Shaolin bass master. He's the Shaolin bass master. <laughs> this Shaolin bass master. He's a Mortal Kombat character. If you think any different, he's gonna kick your ass. I'll find you. I'm gonna find you. I'm from the west side, G. You're too nice, Rob. Venice. Yeah, way too nice. Laying it down, solid, man. Yeah, we feel right. good, man. Ready to kick my ass. How have the uh, gentlemen in Metallica wow. been treating you all week? Uh, man, they've been kicking my ass, socking me up, <laughs> pulling my hair, spitting on me. But it's great. I love it, actually. You know what you should do with this clip is you should post uh, us jamming hit that hit the lights thing. If anybody out there wants that. That hit the lights thing. You heard of it? You mean the song hit the lights? <laughs> I think it's, yeah. Not, what record is that on? From a couple weeks ago. He's already got the gig. He's feeling confident. Oh yeah. Yeah. He knew. You know he fucking charted it out. You know he learned it. Lars is about to go scuba diving. <laughs> Man, it's tough to watch. They're just all at their most insecure point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Song. Oh yeah. That's what started it all. Mm-hmm. 
We got the Ouija guitar there? What is that? That's the mummy. Mummy? Oh, yeah. James playing Uncle Milty. 70s custom, Les Paul. Dude, that, that guitar is sick. So sick. James has a way of looking cool that's kind of effortless. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. He has a powerful presence. Yeah. Like, even him at the car show with, like, the denim shirt. Yeah. He looked great. Fresh out of rehab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah it's a little so thing called cool. tight and right. I mean, James He's is tight and right. James yeah. is cooler than the backside of a pillow. Even, even him right before rehab with the freaking... Cowardly lion look. I know. Oh, yeah. The SM2 look. Yeah. Looking good. Kind of had a sad vibe, looked a little tired, but looked kind of badass too. Yeah. So you just, is it like Maybelline? You're just born with it? Maybe it's Maybelline. Every kiss begins <laughs> with so. K. That's right. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's the portal. <laughs> Perhaps it's the portal. Oh, Rob jumping on those BGVs. Not like Bob Brock. <laughs> Sitar. Sitar. <laughs> Robbie Shankar comes out of yeah. nowhere at HQ. Rips a fucking massive sitar solo. Oh, man. Ooh, look at that double kick. That's cool. Man, I'm with you guys. Uh, I think quarantine has been good for Lars. I mean, do you watch some of that Stern stuff? Yes. He sounded great. The, uh, what was it? Sabatru? Uh, well, they did that. No, they did Rome. Rome. And Unforgiven. Rome, yeah. Rome was so slow, dude. It so good. Ba, 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 it was like album. But yeah, it, it was bo. crazy. It was slow, but, it, but it, I mean. It had a great groove. It was very fucking sick. It was closer to, than the album than like Rome Live. Yes. Yeah. Being closer to the album. I loved it, man. I did too, man. Great groove. It seems like he's been using his time wisely. Yeah, I think so. Kirk's like, finally get to play a solo in the studio. <laughs> I mean, Kirk was right when they were talking about solos on this Oh, record. yeah. Oh, for sure. It definitely dated it to that time period. Mm-hmm. People are always making those Lars was right shirts about Napster. We need to make a Kirk was right shirt. Yeah. Kirk about right. St. Anger? <laughs> about St. Anger, yeah. yeah. Dude, Paul, our next shirt is so sick, dude. Really? It's a Metal Group Podcast shirt, but it's Rome Guy. No. It's a big-ass silhouette of Rome Guy, and his T-shirt says Metal Up Your Podcast. Yes. It's yeah. awesome. Pretty good. Uh, I don't have a single Metal Up Your Podcast t-shirt. You don't have a Paul shirt? No. Nope. I gave you a Paul shirt. I have a Paul shirt. Oh, I think I give that to Talitha. Oh, so then you're correct. You don't have yeah. one anymore. Who'd you give it to? My wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How often does she wear it? Never. Yeah. Yeah, take that shit back. Uh, she wears it through the never. <laughs> that's, that's your <laughs> shirt. Yes, yeah, she does. My wife occasionally wears a Metal Up Your Podcast shirt. It's pretty sexy. It's pretty fun. Yeah. That would be a turn She, she doesn't do it often, but I'm like, I like that. I just love it when they jam like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Dude, one of my favorite things of that Stern interview is when they jam on Purple Haze. Yep. Yeah. How they get the word? In all honesty? Word. Are you supposed to button the top button on your IZOD? Rob Trujillo is. Next morning and walked into the room. You said IZOD. It's a little alligator there, but it still might be an IZOD. What other choices are there? Tommy Hilfiger, Fred Perry. I was a little confused. Polo, Polo, little Poyo, Nautica. Nautica. Well, we call we wanted Rob to come up to San Francisco, so we wouldn't ask him to join the band over the phone. So he flew up to San Francisco the next morning, and he right. walked into the kitchen back then, and we all started applauding. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and we gave him a million dollars. It was a great moment. Huh? Huh? <laughs> well, if you like it, I came up with it. If you didn't like it, I didn't come up with it. <laughs> it's actually, it actually my idea. Natural if, you, if you need to blame someone. Kirk's ready for Icon, that white outfit. Yeah, yeah. He is. Can you insert a piece of that, like, right here now? <laughs> Hi, we're back. <laughs> this is no, awkward. Hell yeah! No, it's all well, it's like the whole, this whole little press thing is like, here's the message. We're doing good, we're strong, we're having a good time. Right. And it's just not really translating that way. No, no. Well, it seems to me like they're trying to exist in a online world for the first time. Yeah, they're trying to just... Because, like, several times James has said, we're good, we're strong. Mm-hmm. We get so fired up, man. I get so fired up. We're fired up. I played in this, too. What is it called? A, a web page? This is all for their fan club, right? Yeah. It's all... This is, like, real early. I mean... Metallica.com. This is 2004, yeah. But imagine being a fan back then. Oh. It might be the end of the end of the ride, guys. Maybe. 2003. That sounds like the No Life to Leather jump in the That's fire. it. That's all the right. last clip. Well, we did it. Wow. Are we clapping? I'm clapping. Uh, yeah. I'll clap. All right. That was fun. That was a good journey. That I was had a, a good time. There were some clips I definitely saw. There was a, a good number that I had I've never seen before. Any any take any like sort of final analysis or any takeaways? Hmm. My favorite part of all those clips was Bob Rock throwing that <clears throat> that freaking perfect touchdown and saving the day at the Raiders game. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen that. That was killer. That was great. That's a Paul Mo. The Pepper right Keenan there. scene is pretty powerful. The Jason stuff is pretty powerful. I love how comfortable Pepper is to be like, I'm not going to say anything. I don't need you guys. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually say the truth. So the story with that is, as far as I know, is so, well, Pepper's been in Corrosion Conformity, and James is a huge fan of that band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He guest sings on some of their albums. And dude, I'm going to send you a, a playlist. They're sick. Yeah. But they never really broke through any kind of big thing. You right. know? They just never did. They never mm-hmm. had a hit. Yeah. So, but he can sing his fucking ass off. And he's he's the lead, he's the front guy of COC. Plays right. guitar. But he, you know, you can play guitar, you can play bass mostly. Bass is a kind of its own discipline, but right. in a band like Metallica, if you're a guitar player, you can probably figure it out. Um so James really was like pushing for Pepper to to audition. Yeah, and I think Pepper did audition, and then James was having Pepper hang around in the studio, and that's what Pepper said. Like, I don't want you guys to feel like because I've been hanging out here every day for a week, right? Which yeah. we never see that right. until mm-hmm. this. He's like, I don't want you to think I'm trying to like. Basically, what Pepper was saying is, I don't want you guys. I'm close to James, and I know that James is the big is the shit right. here in this organization. Yeah, and I don't want you guys to think I'm taking advantage of that. Like, if I'm the right guy, I'm the right guy. I just don't think I'm the right guy. 
And so that's when they're like, well, who do you think's the right guy? And he's like, cool, I'll tell you what I think. I don't know who the right he guy is. He said something about, he, he goes, I have three guys in mind. Right. I wonder if mm-hmm. one of those was Rob. Maybe, because he definitely would have been brushing up against Rob. Yeah. But so then when the documentary was coming out, Every all the bass players that are in it, like Jordy White, the Marilyn Manson guy, mm-hmm. yeah. and all the guys that did the audition, whoever they were, they all signed the thing. I'll be in the film, and right. Pepper Keenan didn't sign it. Pepper wow. Keenan said, "I don't want to be in the film." Yeah. And when Joe Berlinger came to James, this might be in the book, the the Joe Berlinger book. Right. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, uh, the Pepper Keenan didn't sign off on it," and James was like, "Let me call him." So James like made a personal call to Pepper and was like, "I really think it's important that you be a part of." Wow. The film, right? Wow. Even though you didn't do it, yeah, and like amazing. talked him into it. So, could you imagine being? Could you imagine being? First of all, that close to James, where James Hetfield's like, "I want you in my band," because they're buddies. I think yeah. James is looking for an ally. Of course, yeah, right, because that's what Cliff was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also because Pepper would have just musically been dope. Yeah, and yeah. Pepper's like, "I'm on my own ride, dude." Because a front guy, you know this, Paul, a front guy who had his own thing, he can't come in and be. A bass player in this band is not going to be the a, a prominent voice. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're, it's a role-playing gig. Yeah. So if you're a guy that has your own thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people don't realize you can love an instrument, and that can be, become your defining thing. But then there's, there's also the artist, which is... It defies any instrument. It's bigger than all that. Yeah. It's like asking Lemmy to be your bass player. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. He's Lemmy. Yeah, yeah. Lemmy's his... not a bass player. Right. He's Lemmy. He's Lemmy. He's an <laughs> exactly, artist. Yeah. yeah. He's the front man of Motorhead. Yeah. I, think, I, think I don't pe- know why I'm facing Clint. I need to face you. You have been for about an hour. Okay, but... here we go. <laughs> I think that Pepper Keenan... Is your mic even on, bro? <laughs> Who is this guy? Clint, can you hear me? How'd you get in here? Can you hear me? Um, hey, Clint. Do you want to go eat after this? Yeah, what are you thinking? Waffle House? Melrose? Melrose. Yeah. Yeah, yum. I'm going to Waffle House, I guess. <laughs> I think Pepper Keenan saw the bigger picture. You Way think he bigger. saw... That yeah, he, that he totally. W- he, he, just, he, like, he, he sees Metallica as the monolith that they are. Yes, absolutely. Now it's weird that you're facing me, by the way. Okay. <laughs> what, what, I don't know where to look Look, look at the screen. Look, okay. at, look, look at the playlist we just watched. But it, was, okay. but it was so cool that he had that comfortability, and you could tell in that scene that James really like respected... What he had to say about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because one of the guys who auditioned, who's a guy I really like, is Alanis Morissette's bass player. Mm-hmm. What was and his name? I can't remember his name, but there was an album that came out at that time called uh, Under Rug Swept that I loved. And then he did her live DVD that I was a big fan of. I'm mm-hmm. a huge Alanis fan. Here's what that guy didn't do after his audition give them advice about their next bass player. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. That was a thanks for it coming. Takes some balls. Well, yeah, it just takes, yeah. I think it takes knowing who you are and knowing that your identity doesn't, uh, it isn't based in Metallica. Right, of course. And he even said that to them. He's like, I'm going to keep doing what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Man, I love that. I think, I think an emerging, which I, I guess it's not even emerging, it's always there in the dock, but watching it with you guys in particular, especially you, Paul, Bob Rock comes to the foreground a lot yeah. right? in terms of. He's man, the reason na- they're still together, man. Navigating that minefield of that time. I know. Yeah. Getting the record done, playing bass on it, navigating all those weird, the politics of like playing live and what is everyone going to think. Oh, yeah. Putting everyone at ease, but also telling them the truth. Right. I said this, I think it was probably at least two years ago on this podcast. Yeah. He's the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, well. Mm. I think that, 
I don't know that he knew it at the time, but I think he did his job, and his job was to keep the band together in a yeah. time where they couldn't keep themselves And to get the together. record delivered. And to finish a record. Right. You know what? I would say to bring it full circle from the top of this episode. We're a treasure. Bob Rock is a treasure. We're a treasure. Of course we are. Yeah. But Bob Rock is a metallic treasure. We can't even say he's a national treasure because he's Canadian. He's a North American treasure. He's a North American treasure. <laughs> Can we s- how, how close are we to getting Bob Rock on the podcast? Uh, he should be showing up here tonight any, many times. I mean, as soon oh, as he gets he's here. He's running Pro Tools right now. Oh, Bob, hi. Little little less 2K on the... Yeah. <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> Dudes, that was a good time for real. I had a great time. It was good to see you guys. I miss your musk. Mm. I think when this whole COVID thing's over, we should abandon our families and get an apartment together. I'd like Love to be it. four feet from each other. Well, next time we'll just move it in four feet, and then before you know it, we'll be back to sit in each other's laps. And, and your chair has wheels. You can make that happen right now, yeah. but I, All right, here we I go. respect that. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my God, he just moved six inches towards me. I'm dead. There we go. That's it. That's there done. we go. Oh, he, lost a Birkenstock. Lost a Don't call it a shoe, bro. That's, that's a Birkenstock. That's kind of a Phil Look, towel vibe. I'm in COVID man. days. <laughs> Shoes don't matter, man. <laughs> no one sees me over here. I'm wearing Birkenstocks. I've been filming this the whole time Love for, it. for a pornography project I'm doing. Just Love kidding. It. Okay. If I'm making pornography jokes, that means it's time to wrap yeah, it up. It is. Or it means it's time to start a new podcast. Yeah. What's it called? Porno for Paul Rose. <laughs> Porno for Gyros. It's definitely time to call it. It is. All right, look. You can write in show at gmail.com. We love you guys out there. If you like the show... Leave us a positive review on iTunes. It only takes a second. It's one of the easiest things you will ever do in your goddamn life. Ever. And that's worth doing because then you can accomplish it and you can check it off your list and you can feel good about yourself. And feeling good about yourself, especially in a time like this, is priceless. It is. You can also support us on Patreon if you're willing and able. And if you believe the show has value, which uh, we were called a treasure today. And treasures are valuable. You know what to do. Do the right thing. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Be safe out there. We do love you very much, and we will see you next week. And this is me saying peace. Adios. Thank you. If you were our advisor, what would you say? Then I would say, delete that. <laughs>